Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Trevor Harrison, Mark Brooks, Stuart Imminen, David LaFuente, Takeshi Miyazawa, Rafa Sandoval, Sarah Pacelli, Chris Somney, Joel Jones, Jamie McKelvey, Scotty Young, Gabriel Hardman, Brian Hitch, Lee Garbett, Steve Kurth, Eric Nguyen, Carlo Pagulian, Salvador LaRocca, Clayton Crane, Luke Ross, Billy Tan, Mitch Breitweiser, Dave Marquez, Pepe Larraz, David Messina, Nico Leone, Robbie Rodriguez, Simon Kodransky, and Jan Bazaldwas. Ultimate Spider-Man! This week, we are tackling Volume 3 of Ultimate Spider-Man. This is going to be issues 16 through 21. No. Yes. 16 through 21 of the Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man slash Just Spider-Man uh, series from 2016, written by Brian Michael Bendis. And I'm joined by the only two men who I would trust to cover for me while I make a quick pit stop over in Tokyo, Japan, to take down organized crime. First off, he's the guy who's basically telling me that I need to stop being a cover band of myself. It's Malcolm Russell Nelson. Stop being a cover band of yourself. I keep saying this. Just be the real Eric Azama. It's just, it's hard, man. You know, it's just hard. <laughs> and he's the man with more balls than gold balls. It's Jacob Brown. Gold balls! All of the gold balls! Gold balls! They're secretly eggs, but they're gold balls! <laughs> <laughs> oh God, is this worth... Is this, this is heavy. <laughs> And I, if you think about it too much, it absolutely is. And yeah. I am Eric Zana. Um, we are uh, talking volume three of the Miles Morales Spider-Man series, continuing his adventures in the 616. And I'm just going to be honest with you folks. Uh, this is a large improvement off last week's. This is the most ultimate Spider-Man that this series has been since it came into the 616. For this better volume... and for worse. For better and for worse, it feels like ultimate Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I'm still like, still very much um, bored. <laughs> the previous stuff is still far better. It is. No it question. is a slight improvement because I like the fact that um, it it feels a little more intricate, like the 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 series used to be a little bit. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it has layers. Yeah, there is some like layers. Glass here. onion. God, you just I just watch I watched that last week. It was so freaking good. It's so good. I think I'm gonna watch it again today. <laughs> so you, you know what movie I actually watched, and as you you'll be able to tell when we're recording this, listener. I just watched yesterday for the first time. Oh, Top Gun Maverick. And it's the best movie. It is number three on my list. It's <laughs> so it's good. It's top three. It's so good. Can we have a Top Gun Maverick corner for a second? <laughs> Welcome back to the Top Gun corner. This is where we get everything you need to know about Top Gun. His name is Top Gun Maverick. The, the best thing about Top Gun Maverick. Jacob, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? Yes. The best thing about Top Gun Maverick is that they tell you for the entire movie what the plan is. 
And they're like, this is the plan. We need to do this. We need to do this. We need to go this way. We need to curve this way. We need to go this. And then we're going to drop off the thing. And then we'll have to worry about the fighters. And you completely forget about that bit by the time they're actually <laughs> executing the plan. Yeah. So that when the enemy fighters show up, you're like, oh, shit. You're yeah. fucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, those fighters, I just watching it yesterday, those fighters weren't supposed to be there. Those were different fighters. Yeah. They were different fighters, but they yeah. were like, oh, but then some, you know, then they're going to come after us because they're going to know that we were there. Like, yeah, you totally it's, forget it's about thrilling, that. man. Holy shit. And it then was... the last act is like a complete surprise. You have no idea that that's going to happen. Yeah, I totally you agree. know what was a surprise seeing Miles Teller in this movie? I didn't, and I didn't know that him? was him. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that was him. Actually, Guys, I didn't, like Miles I didn't Teller is a good him. actor. He's a good I, actor, just a shit person. I didn't even get to enjoy him. I didn't even get to enjoy it because uh, I didn't know it was him the entire time until the end of the movie. Hey, maybe oh, that's really? a good thing. Yeah. Maybe that's I a good thing. So the, the mustache threw you off, I'm sure. It, it, honestly, you didn't tell when he was singing Great Balls of Fire? I know. <laughs> remember when he sang that in Fan Fantastic Four? Yeah, remember when he sat down and sang that with everybody? Oh, uh, uh, came up behind him and when it's clobber in time, it just... Him <laughs> <upside the> head. <laughs> he's a good actor and i th i still think that reed richards is a good performance it's a good performance it is a good performance yes in a yeah. really bad movie <laughs> i feel really bad for toby kebbell because i think he's really good in that movie until they make him doom yeah like, yes. i think he's Dr. really doom good in that movie. <laughs> and then and then i read something the other day where someone was asking him about the about dr doom and he's like i would rather like eat shit than ever talk about that performance again like <laughs> i feel really bad holy shit <laughs> yikes because he's a really good actor if you guys aren't watching servant you should be it's about to start its last season and i just watched all of it like two weeks ago and it's fantastic oh, man. nice okay. servant is you, real you know what i do love about uh top gun maverick it's star wars it's star wars it's star wars it's yeah. star wars it is star it's star wars, wars. It's Star Wars. Star Wars. Maverick is basically Han Solo, but like older Han Solo who doesn't want to be in it anymore. <laughs> it doesn't. Ro Rooster's doesn't Luke Skywalker. He has to make a shot Rooster's without Luke his targeting Skywalker. system. Yes. Trust in the Force. It's just Star Wars. Yeah. When he's it's like, so talk to me, Goose. I'm like, oh my God, he's talking to Obi-Wan. Obi -Wan. <laughs> and he's he like very shoot, close. Shoot the two, uh, the two lasers into the yes. exhaust port. It's just Very fucking Star Wars. With his voice, with Rooster's voice, I wanted him to say, I was going to go to Tatashi Station to get some power converters. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll get Miles Teller to say that. Oh, I want it. We'll get it. Guys, Talca yeah. Maverick fucking rules. It rules. It rules. It's it so surprise. good. I didn't expect it to be good. I uh, thought it was going to be good. I did still... not think it was going to be that good. Yeah. And yet it's still maybe Joseph Kaczynski's second best movie because Tron Legacy. It's one of the greatest movies. It's ever. one of the greatest movies ever made. It's one of the greatest visual achievements ever made. Daft Punk will forever have a place in my heart because of that movie. Holy I didn't shit. give a shit about Daft Punk until Tron Legacy. Yep. Uh completely agreed. Were we talking anyway, Spider-Man? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a tangent. All right. Spider-Man. Spider Let's talk about this because this basically makes it so the last volume didn't happen uh we don't really <laughs> talk about it at all uh we just continue on with what we are doing that was why i wanted to read issue 15 last week yeah because it immediately moves away from that and it's just like oh none of that was fucking important yep, yep. <laughs> the only ramification is that uh is that rio has left the morales household 
and uh, it's bad news. It's bad news. Rio. You know, like the popular 2011 animated film Rio. <laughs> For a second there, I thought you were singing Brandy just with Rio instead. And I oh. Like, <laughs> um, She's a yeah. girl but a brand Rio. <laughs> Rio. You're a fine girl. You're a fine girl. <laughs> she is a fine girl. She sure is. So what chapter up, 16. <laughs> chapter 16. Uh, we start off in just the most classic Ultimate Spider-Man way with four mob goons sitting around a card table with... Talking about bullshit. Band. Talking about bullshit. When all of a sudden, who busts through here but the biggest dome you've ever seen in your goddamn life? It's Hammerhead. This is when we need to talk about Jan Bezalda. Because let's, holy let's shit. Let's talk about Jan Bezalda. Holy shit, this book is so good looking. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. It's gorgeous. And Jan Bezalda might be the only person who should draw Hammerhead. Holy Hammerhead yeah. is a fucking tank. Hammerhead like, looks hot. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's the rolled up sleeves yeah. all the way up to short sleeves for me. It, this was this was literally like what I would wear to parties like in college. Was like Yo, a vest, rolled up sleeves, like pants. Like this, this was in the tie. This was yeah. my look. <laughs> this is this is a look right here. Yeah, I love the pinstripe pants, man. That's what the pinstripe pants. Yeah, also the Capaldi of it all. The Capaldi of it all. Yeah, speaking of speaking of which, with his five dome, just is is Hammerhead just a young buff Peter Capaldi? Is that what I'm looking at here? Fuck. Wow. Um, is that why? Is that why he he looks so attractive? Is that what's going on? Maybe. I mean, I mean, he's gonna grow up to be a silver fox, that's for sure. Yeah. And speaking yeah, of attractive, sure. uh, Doctor mm. Hammerhead introduces his companion, Black Cat, who is looking Jesus maybe the best Christ. looking black cat. Maybe the best looking Jesus black cat. Christ. <laughs> maybe wow. Jan Bazalda should be the only person to draw black cat too. Because holy Good shit, Lord. Yeah. This whole scene of her just sauntering in, uh, this is uh, Felicia Hardy still in her Kingpin era. And Goddamn right. I don't know why we ever left the Kingpin era for Black Cat. Oh, fucking shouldn't have. You see her, they very distinctly don't kill any of these mob goons. Nope. She nope. comes up to them, and in probably the most frustratingly and terrifyingly attractive way, tells one of the goons to give his boss a message i don't know what i would do if she got that close to me can i be out the 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 last panel of that page is a real problem for me agreed, agreed. a real problem for me literally right now i'm sweating <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i thought she was gonna bite his nose off i thought that's I, the placement definitely happen. says that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> malcolm would have preferred to have his nose bitten off yeah Penguin style. style. Yeah. Penguin style. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be uh, so funny. Black cat's just all of a sudden just ah, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> black goop coming out of her mouth. <laughs> just uh -huh. oozing out of her mouth. <laughs> this is so, a kid's film. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We've got McDonald's toys. Uh, so the goons run away to tell their boss. And then, not too far away, we get a big ol' explosion where the uh, the 
warehouse that they were in was detonated and black cat is making some big moves making some big moves in the uh criminal underworld of new york city yeah we then cut to uh, i'm guessing central park where Miles Morales is meeting with his mother for the first time since that fateful conversation last volume. And it goes actually pretty well, to yeah. be honest. Uh, this is this is Miles' lucky bench because yes. he's had two conversations with parents on this bench before. This is where <laughs> all the good stuff happens. Like he needs to have this lockdown with reserved. He Cats. yeah he, he needs to he needs to like donate to the park so that they could like put that in his like <laughs> like his have his engraving <laughs> on there yeah and I do love how Bendis is continuing the tradition of everyone thinking his origin is dumb yeah yeah like yeah, I got yeah, bit yeah. by a spider she's like do I look like I'm in the mood right now <laughs> for, you, for you to be talking nonsense it's just I I love Rio. And they do, yeah. for the most part, uh, reconcile until he until it just kind of becomes too much for her, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love only... this story that she tells. It's so good. It's so good. The the movie, right? The the, the yeah. movie that has always been in her mind for like. Yeah. Do we? This time. Is this a real movie? I was trying, I've been trying to figure this out. What this is? Yeah, I, <laughs> Listeners, I was if trying you to know what out. movie they're talking about. Let us know. I'm very curious. Yeah, I think it's still got her groove back. Maybe it's not. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I'm pretty sure it's do the right thing. Um, <laughs> anyway, so stop. <laughs> so uh, Rio, you know, needs to take a breather. She walks off. Uh, basically into traffic um, and Miles tries to go after her. He get he bumps into some people. He's not able to catch up. Just Luke then. Cage, right? He bumps into Luke Cage out of all the <laughs> weirdness that happens. Jacob, you can't say that. I, Jacob, I know you feel I, like you have points because Malcolm's here, but we can't say that. I had a moment only hoping that it was Luke Cage, actually. Because I was just like, that would be really funny because he just met the two of them in that two volumes ago and then all of a sudden he's being blocked off by his to get to it i mean they are related because that's it (laughs) jacob luke cage very clearly has a goatee and this man clearly does not he does oh my god yes luke cage has always had a goatee he not always not Not always always. but bendis luke cage has like since new avengers yeah i i I don't remember i don't remember yeah, 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 bald and goatee. He's rocking the Ben Cisco season three through seven. Yeah, absolutely is. <laughs> okay. So Miles kind of has to let Rio go for now. We get a quick little shot of uh, Ironheart for literally no reason. Mm. Or is there somewhat of a thematic reason if you're reading this in trade paperback? Interesting. No. I'll keep that in mind for later. <laughs> I uh, Malcolm just had a rhetorical conversation to himself. All right, (laughs) Miles just had his Benoit Blanc moment. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, "That's an important clue for later." (laughs) It's just dumb. (laughs) (laughs) It's not clever. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. So dumb. It's brilliant. It's like no. No, It's it's just just dumb. dumb. 
Edward Norton may and Glass Onion is the perfect combination of Elon Musk and Matthew Mercer, and I will not elaborate <laughs> when, on that. When he shows up in the flashback in the fucking same clothes and same look as Tom Cruise from Magnolia, I Bro, thought I was literally die. Literally, <laughs> all I could see, especially with like the wristband, was Matt Mercer. <laughs> Like, that's all I could that's see. Fantastic. You know what? You're not wrong, but I mean, Matt Mercer is clearly just based himself off of Tom Cruise and Magnolia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's so true. That's so true. Just dumb. <laughs> so, back at uh, Brooklyn Visions Academy, we find uh, it's, it, it, it's a complicated time for Miles. Uh, he's trying to figure out you know, how to work through these emotions. Genki and uh, Gold Balls! Fabio are uh, having a not a great time being able to keep his mind off of it. So Miles goes out on patrol. Why is Miles posing like that? <laughs> oh, With the squat well, legs and everything. And he's like, I'm going out. And then he squats to take off his shirt. And he's just like... <laughs> You don't like it helps. Much. it's that's weird. not how you take off your shirt. You never I thought that's no. how everyone took off their shirt. I it helps the that, momentum, doesn't it? Like right. like you squat yeah. as you, have you to ground up, yourself. If you squat and pull at the off. same time, you're like kind of helping yourself out a little bit. That's not true. <laughs> that's not you true. know, Miles, next time next time you take off your shirt, Malcolm, just try the squat. I no, I have to take off my easier. shirt. I have to take off my shirt in the one-handed way, the way that Paxton Yoshida Hall does on the popular Netflix show, Never Have I Ever. You mean in the popular way that John Cena takes off his shirt? <laughs> on John the popular Cena show, too? I've never WWE seen John Cena Raw. take off his shirt in the popular show, WWE Raw. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes WWE SmackDown. <laughs> I've never seen John Cena take off his shirt, so I don't know. Not ever? Not once? I don't, I don't In all so. the things that he's been in? Where he yeah. always appears shirtless. Yeah, he always appears yeah, I shirtless. Think always, I think he always just happens to be shirtless. I can't yeah. think of any. That's time a fair point. That's a fair yeah. point. So Miles goes on patrol. Uh, oh. He he goes after this purse snatcher, and I love this lady who gets her purse snatcher shouting "Why?" Why? <laughs> off into the night. <laughs> that is the funniest thing to me. It's so horror movie. Like, it's yeah. Just I'm she It's so like telenovela. Yeah. Of just God, like, yes. I see, like, she's reaching out, shouting to the heavens as the camera slowly pans up the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and so Miles takes out the purse snatcher, gives the. Uh, gives the purse back to the lady and then he sees that uh she got a little owie got a little owie on her cheek that is a very significant bruise yeah on her face yeah and he thumped that that's a pistol whip or something yep yeah and he goes he did that to you and he turns around and somehow this very accomplished purse snatcher is able to get out of miles's web and escapes into a bar not just any I, bar though yeah it's Ramita's. Ramita's, baby. Ramita's. I, I love that woman who's like, oh, he went that way. He's so rude. <laughs> <laughs> that is very, so that is a very distinctly Ultimate Spider-Man thing. Yeah. That's the thing. This feel, yeah. Immediately, this feels Ultimate Spider-Man. Him even like seeing the bruise on the lady's cheek and being yeah. like, did I catch this? Feels very Ultimate Spider-Man. Yep. Totally agree. 
So he runs into Ramita's uh, best chopped cheese in town, and mm-hmm. he confronts the purse snatcher. However, the purse snatcher is in a big old bar full of bad guys. And they go oh, after they... Miles. They make the mistake of trying to fight Spider-Man in a bar. I thought we all learned this in the critically acclaimed video game Ultimate Spider-Man, where you mm-hmm. never fight a spider person in a bar. Wolverine nope. learned that the hard way. He'll fuck your shit up. And so Miles does exactly that and fucks everyone's shit up. I love Miles going for the Namor uh, break of the weapon with the one arm. Oh, oh I yeah. You, I thought you were like... I, I love how he goes for the Namor where he tries to sleep with everyone's wife and tries to uh, <laughs> take over someone's you, life. I'm fucking your wife. His... You. I'm fucking your <laughs> wife. I'm fucking your wife. He's just, he's just pointing people out. It's all, it's all, he's just calling them out in the bar. Everyone's it's the like, classic no. like, supervillain thing where he's like, yeah. you. Barbara Shanders, 215 West Street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's, that's my wife. So I was like, yeah, I'm fucking her. You. <laughs> She's been fucked. Anyway, you. I'm, I haven't gotten to yours, but you're coming. You're up on next but, in the but, but she's a hot blonde, so she's next on the list. <laughs> Maybe Miles Morales needs a villain era. Maybe that's what he needs. Currently that's what this whole comics. book is about. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. This whole time. The whole so, time. The whole time. <laughs> so Miles shouts Imperious Rex and takes out everyone in the bar. <laughs> I fucking love this double page splash of him just going, uh oh, after it pans out and he's just taken out everyone in the bar. It's the fucking body hanging on the light. On the light fixture. Lopped over. How is that light not fallen? It's going to fall on the guy who's on the pool table. (laughs) Yeah. Like shattered. He's surprisingly light. That man is surprisingly light. He's been doing a lot of Pilates. It's all, it's not even water weight, you know? It's just like. <laughs> Meanwhile. There's also, there's also some girls like hiding from him. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that he beat the shit out of like every dude who is there, but like the two women who probably worked behind the bar are like totally okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate that. That's cool. <laughs> they also promote my favorite beer, which is beer, beer, beer. Oh, good beer. Good, good beer. beer. Good beer. Good beer. Just the right amount of hop. Wait, are you talking about seer? Seer beer? Seer beer. Seer beer? Seer that's beer. a seer, right? Oh, it says seer. Yeah, okay. I thought it said beer. You're right. It does say seer. It's seer beer for seer beer. all your searing needs. It's the beer of... For a of... quick second, I thought it was going to be another arachna man moment. Yeah. I was like, do I have the wrong yeah. printing again? Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. By the way. Arachna man. Y'all see that Arachno Man in the Across the Spider Verse trailer? Arachno Man lives. Arachno Man lives, baby. He's he's real. He's real, and he's coming That's for you. Fucked up. I can't <laughs> wait to find out that he's secretly the villain. I can't wait to find out that he's That'd secretly so Toby Maguire, and he's voiced so by Toby Maguire. Wow. Be so fucked up. So meanwhile, we see that uh, Genki's having a very distinctly different time. He's on a date. And not just with anybody. He's on a date with Danica. Okay, so she needs to have a thing. 
What's her? I've thing? been thinking. I've been thinking this for a bit. She needs to have an intro. Oh, okay. Wait, Last is she becoming? Well, well, okay. Wait a minute. Is, is she becoming this thing? Because this doesn't. This feels like a date, but it's not a date. You know what I mean? Like it's, I think it becomes a date. I think, I think they're just hanging out. It, it definitely it becomes, becomes a date okay. when she leans in to kiss him, and then yeah. he cannot read what she's what you know the signals she's she's putting out. Yeah. Which hey, I've been there. Hey, same. <laughs> we all yeah. But somehow he doesn't screw it up, which is you yeah, know what? Good for him. Yeah. Honestly, good for him. You lucky for bastard. Uh, but yeah, I just feel like she should have a thing. Um, okay. I think Danica's cool enough. Uh, we like this character enough, right? We do. I like yeah, her. I, 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 th- I think she deserves a thing. Yeah, she hasn't been male- malevolent or anything like that. Or Yeah. She'd be good. Okay, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. By the time Before we come her back next week. Yeah. <laughs> what, her what? I'm kidding. <laughs> the girl you, who's... I just thought it was funny. <laughs> the girl who's a fanatic. No? All right. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's workshop she, that. All right. We'll, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop yeah, it. Yeah. We'll come back next week. Yeah. But yeah, so we come to uh, chapter 17. Great cover. Yes. Great I love cover. Genki's involvement in that. <laughs> He's got the cell phone. The cell phone in the, in the Eye of Sauron shirt just going like, yeah, I'm part of the crew. Yeah, yeah. I'm the tech guy. <laughs> MIT. So chapter 17 begins with a live stream. No, it's not uh, Screwball. No, it's not your favorite Twitch streamer. In fact, it is... The girl who's a game bombshell. It's Bombshell. Hell yeah. Bombshell's yeah. doing a little live stream, uh, which more superheroes should do, just in general, I think. I think it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. And we see we see she's just like, I don't like, I don't know really how to do this. I'm gonna try it anyway, though. And I'm trying to, you know, spread some spread some cheer, spread some goodwill, peace <laughs> on earth, the whole deal. And then all of a sudden there's an explosion. And so she hears gunfire, she goes off to deal with it, and she runs face first into hammerhead i love this whole interaction it's great yeah she jumps down and he just goes can i help you in just the most like new yorker like i'm busting up a place but you're yeah. bothering me it's mm-hmm. like okay do you want to fucking pay for the show you're watching like <laughs> <laughs> okay tickets are free okay <laughs> and so she goes hi i'm bob Sean. he goes don't care not hitting the broad go home and i'm just like i want hammerheaded everything Hammerhead is such a delight. <laughs> Honestly, yes. He's Hammerhead the best should be the recurring villain in our Enforcers comic. Just yes. Be, yes. Just for the the dialect interplay between him and Fancy Dan the entire time. Oh my god. Wait, because they're always going for the same jobs. Yes. And everyone and it, always picks Hammerhead and our guys are the underdogs. Yep. And I I just I I want Fancy Dan and Hammerhead to have that real like, hey, what's your name? What is your name? <laughs> Tony. Hey, fuck you, Tony. Like, I, I want that energy. <laughs> with Fancy Dan and Hammerhead. 
And so he goes, I don't, I don't hit girls and I don't hit kids. Looks to me like you both go home, go home. <laughs> and she just goes, no. And fucking blows him up. Just explodes him. And I love it. I love that for her. And then all of a sudden, he just fucking comes out of the smoke like a bat out of hell, head first, as he always does, and just boops her across the street. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right into trash. Right into trash. And so... Because you're she... nothing but trash! That's what he should have said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she... She pops right back into bombshell mode, just starts swearing up a storm. And he goes, you got a mouth on you, kid. <laughs> I want So this. what's interesting here is that, like, every time she's using her powers here, they are distinctly rings now. Yes. And I don't love that. Which is yeah. interesting. Well, it's to set her apart from her ultimate counterpart. The one but she is her ultimate. She is her ultimate counterpart. No, she's not, because her she's ultimate counterpart is Lori. Oh no, shut the fuck. <laughs> 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 oh my god! God damn it! I walked right into it. Oh god! Even just I like was just like, I went head what? first. <laughs> Lori is very clearly Bob's, and Lana is Rings. We all know this. You're, it's very. You're... You're drunk again. <laughs> <laughs> so Lana and uh, and Hammerhead have a quick little battle where he basically shrugs off every single uh, every single blast. It's, you know, you ever play Overwatch, gentlemen, where mm -hmm. you just feel like you're doing some real deep DPS and all of a sudden the tank just comes through with his fucking hook and just kills you even though you uh -huh. did all the work and you uh -huh. twiddled him down and your uh -huh. party completely left you and they're move they're not even trying to move the payload they're just trying to get kills and you're trying to uh -huh. move the payload but all of a sudden you're ambushed because you're actually trying to complete the objective uh-huh especially what? if you're the only healer who's trying to do that while also healing everybody because you're lucio and you're running around the payload and you're trying to move the payload and you're on speed and then freaking reinhardt comes across the way and rams right into you and no one else is there to back you up what i'm saying is that we've never played overwatch but uh it never yeah. kind of feels like something that would happen there i, I never feel that i definitely feel like i've never played overwatch before <laughs> But after he takes out uh, Bombshell, he very specifically, this is how you know Hammerhead's a classy, classy dude. He goes, someone call an ambulance and tell them to get over here. And he's like, and, and someone else tell someone that I could have killed her and I didn't. Okay? I could have. Right now. I could have snapped a neck in front of all of you to show you what a, what a baller I am, but I didn't. Someone remember that. I, I wish that baller was in quotes because I feel like he would be like baller. Baller. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could have snapped a neck just to show you all how much of a baller I am. <laughs> but I think, you know. You know good mooks. Yeah. Like I just feel like he's not hip to like modern lingo. So he wouldn't yeah. be like baller. You know, he'd be like, oh, I'm not a gangster. Like you guys think <laughs> I am. Like, you know. I'm just a, I'm just a businessman who had to deal with a business problem. <laughs> Should our book just be called Mooks? 
Mooks. Oh, the ultimate Mooks. Ultimate Mooks. Should it be called Mooks? Like that. That's such a good like HBO name for it. it is, that is absolutely <laughs> what the Enforcers HBO show would be. That's just so called funny. Mooks. Mooks. So we cut back to Brooklyn Visions Academy, where uh, Miles is again uh, dealing with just having a tough time with dealing with all of his rampant dark thoughts. Uh, I feel like Miles is focusing a lot on this, and yeah, I wish that it was a bit more balanced. I get that he's been going through a lot, but he's not communicating is the thing that I think bothers me and would have bothered me if I was his friend. But, hmm. it, but, it, but at the same time, it's almost like he's feeling some kind of societal pressure into being a bad guy because Fair. society is painting him as a bad guy as a young black man true absolutely and that's, true. A, that's a hard thing to talk about so i like i i i that's get fair it that's aspect, fair you know i i i i get it especially listen behind the veil this is coming out like 2017 that's a pretty rough time for people yes uh, <laughs> especially for for yeah. people uh people of a certain color i think if people of a certain color or any yeah. kind of uh Really, you any know, color, genuinely. Uh, non, yeah, any any kind of you know non-binary believing uh, spectrum stuff. Like it, it's definitely a, a rough time. So I, I understand him not being able to talk about this stuff. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I I need to I need to check my privilege there for a second. You are absolutely no, right. No, no, no. It's but, not privilege at all, man. No, but I but but, but I, I I didn't read it that way, and I probably should have. Uh, due to, like you said, the, the circumstances around there. But um, Fabio does come to try and talk to him. Um, I, I do love that he just, like, uses his gold balls just as, like, a party trick sometimes. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. he has, like, a... Uh, there's something... It's, it's not an oral-like fixation where you need to, like, be chewing something, but it's, like, you have but to be doing something with your hands. To, yeah, 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 you have to keep fidgeting. Yeah. Yeah, and he, that's he the original like, fidget spinner. Is the gold balls? <laughs> the gold balls. <laughs> it's the gold balls. Yo, okay. For real, though, if you were an Asian American kid growing up, this is when I get to hop on my Asian American soapbox. Hell yeah. Always gifted those little metal balls that you would have to like uh -huh. circle mm. around in your hand. There's meditation uh -huh. he's doing. Yes, that that's what he's doing. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Grind those balls, sir. Grind them. Sorry, that was... <laughs> That was that was a real reference. From, Are you okay? Uh, that, that was from uh, that was from Red Dwarf. Anyone who ever had like seen show. Uh, good God, that was that was really something. That was really funny. Oh man, so with sorry. no context, that yeah. was amazing. <laughs> oh my ball. God, I'm so sorry. That, it's just a it really just comes funny out sometimes. Episode. I get it. I get it. It really does. It was just a. It's okay. Just it's just a funny episode in a moment where like a character is given these kinds of balls to like meditate and, and like um to help him through stress. Yeah. And there's just a moment where he's just almost having a heart attack and the guy's like, grind those balls, sir, grind them. It's to like stop him from like <laughs> from being from being stressed out and having a panic attack. It's really funny. Anyway, oh, sorry. I love that, that just came out. I love it. So good. So Miles uh then gets a text. And it's to let him know that uh, Lana's in the hospital. 
they found her. Uh, she was taken in unmasked, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but the doctors uh, are doing the best they can for her. She's stabilized. She's resting. Uh, Fabio and Genki get there and Miles leaves because he heard it was Hammerhead. And he shows up once again to a bar to uh, to deal with it. I guess I guess this means that the last volume actually isn't irrelevant because he's so fucking butthurt that he couldn't go into that club that he goes okay. into two volume. He's like, I'm going into all the clubs now. He's going into every fucking bar he can. <laughs> so he's he like, I'm going to get every bouncer fired. I swear to God, <laughs> I'm going to unmask in the middle of every one of these bars and be like, I'm 16. <laughs> he's on a crusade to shut down every bar in New York City. <laughs> He's dropping rats in all of them. Like, oh my god! <laughs> breaking the sewer lines. <laughs> I do love the framing of this scene, though. <laughs> like hitting everybody with one-star Yelp reviews. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hammerhead's like telling the story about like what happened. He's like, I turn my head and I see this teeny bopper, and he turns around, and I love this panel. That bias lighting on Miles. Yeah. Oh yes. So good. Standing yeah. in the doorway. In a way, he was always standing in the doorway. And, uh... Huh? <laughs> Spider-Man? Mary Jane standing in the doorway? Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. Oh, God. Forget oh, it. We're moving on. We're moving on. Heart. We're moving on. <laughs> my heart. Don't pity. Don't, don't give me pity understandings. So, I understand. Miles... So Miles is standing there, and I love that everybody like goes to get up, and Hammerhead like puts the hand up to keep him back. Hammerhead's a classy dude. He knows he hurt his friend, and he knows that there there has to be recompense for that. <laughs> of course, she was a friend of yours. What? <laughs> I'm supposed to just let her take a shot at me? Bad enough I have to deal with people thinking you tossed me in the pen last month, like. This fucking guy. <laughs> what a mook. What a mook. What a mook. And so Miles straight up, like, no jokes, no quipping. He's just like, well, now you'll be able to tell everyone I beat you bloody than had you thrown in jail again. I love the fucking I, guys who are like, I thought Spider-Man was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so the yeah. battle begins. We get some great fight choreography. Young yeah. Is excellent with fight choreography. Excellent in general. Just uh, excellent in general, but especially very, with that very oddly esque. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely agree. It's very like oddly meets like Olivier Coipel. Like, oh, yeah. Like, and, and, I, and I love it. I, I love can definitely it. see that. I love it. So Miles webs up all of the goons and then proceeds to beat the ever loving hell out of hammerhead and it's like it's that page where it's like every hit brings back a panel of lana in the hospital mm -hmm. it's so sick. good it's so sick good. but then he realizes holy shit like i'm losing control and then hammerhead goes oh you shouldn't have held up you shouldn't have <laughs> hesitated now this happens and he just never lit up on a fight he like he pins him up with his hand, backs up, and then just rams his head straight into Miles' ribs. Those are broken ribs. Yeah, yeah. 
And then goes to step on his face, bro. Goes to curb stomp him into the floor. And then we cut back to Brooklyn Visions Academy. Where like, we... this is the most ultimate Spider-Man, like, transition. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. down to the transitions of, like, oh, shit's about to go down. Oh, we get, like, a one-pager. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rio has shown up to Miles' dorm to try and talk to him. And look who shows up. It's our boy, Judge. The most underserved character in Miles' life is fucking Judge. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's just like, oh, hey, uh, he'll he'll be right back. It's like, OK, uh, bye. And she goes and she waits in his in his dorm room for him. Uh, his messy ass dorm room. They need to mm-hmm. clean that goddamn room. He's a high schooler, man. I, this fucking flip flops and chonies. And <laughs> he's a high schooler. They're high schoolers. I, I get don't it. give a fuck. <laughs> woman like real morales coming to your room like you better That's have that room clean. no i mean everybody else <laughs> we know that, we know that Yankee's super into her we already That's have true. that but he also didn't know she was going to be there you've never had so, to do a desperate like quick cleanup yeah when you know someone's no. coming over mm. no i have so chapter 18 a uh, great cover again yeah great cover the covers These in this Patrick Brown really covers are yeah. so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. So Fabio and Genki are in a, in a taxi cab rolling up to Hammerhead's bar. And I love that. I love that Fabio just had his X-Men uniform underneath his clothes. Down to the utility belt. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much. It's so good. Also, so, so good. Jacob, this is your first time seeing that costume, right? Uh well I mean I mean other than like the cover but like he hasn't been in costume like in the he series hasn't at all. In, yeah. ha, he hasn't he well, hasn't no, he been was. in costume I he thought was. he was uh, when they were looking for him oh yeah, yeah right when they were looking for him that's right that's right yeah. that's right anyway it's just a great costume it's a it's great great costume so great costume, cool. great costume. It. it's 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 very like first draft for Alex Summers Havoc costume oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it's like if funny. it's like if Havoc was cosplaying as Invincible. Yes. <laughs> this actually would fit right into Invincible. Yeah. Like it's a very Invincible costume. This costume, hundred percent, really is. Uh, so Fabio suits up. He tells Genki, "Go back to the dorm. We'll meet you there." He runs in and he's just like, "Hey, just remember, don't be nervous. You're gold balls. Yell it out!" And fucking Fabio's running in as he's swimming up. He's like, "I'm gold balls. I'm gold balls. I'm gold balls. I'm gold balls. I'm gold balls." And he runs in right as he sees Hammerhead crush Miles between him and the pillar. And as as Hammerhead goes to uh, stomp on Miles's head, fucking Fabio just goes gold balls. <laughs> it's just like everywhere just a barrage of gold balls and just all the points because it's a club he actually sings it like gold balls (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's 100 percent anytime anytime he shows up that's now his theme is gold balls he's just he's just just scanlin from going behind him yeah. <laughs> gold balls just shooting out rapid fire. Yeah. 
Yeah, for me, it's all of the points. Just, like, take up the entire page. They start, like, bouncing. I love the one that just bounces off of Hammerhead. He's just like, fuck! The sequence is so awesome. It's so good. And then the giant ball that comes out. Yeah. And then, like, Hammerhead recovers. He runs at him, and he just goes, Gold ball! It's like, that's all he's saying. Like, he's a Pokemon or something. It's so good. (laughs) Gold ball! It's like, as and it ever is just like ah come on return come on go balls <laughs> I can't <laughs> he just it's keeps so shouting good. it it's oh so God. funny like until, <laughs> until the final one where he shouts gold balls and it's actually like a logo <laughs> yeah <laughs> with the owen balls being a ball it's like, so good, it's so, good. <laughs> so funny and he gives him an indiana jones sized gold ball that just pins hammerhead down <laughs> I really hope that he starts just shouting oh, this shit out in like God. random everyday things. Like he's in the shower and you just hear go balls. <laughs> and you just hear the shower point 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 Oh god. It's like honestly, this you're only gonna get this if you played Kingdom Hearts 2. It's like the struggle with the uh struggle tournaments when you like hit somebody and they just shoot out orbs that you have to collect oh that's yeah, yeah, yeah amazing that's fucking do you think if you punch fabio an orb is gonna come out like absolutely he's like multiple man but with the gold balls <laughs> if, like, if you <laughs> knock him out he drops a bunch of gold balls like he's a, a 16 <laughs> <video game laughs> coins she got sweet coins and you just like get yeah, <laughs> like scott pilgrim or shit yes <laughs> Gold balls oh would God. also fit in Scott Pilgrim, fun fact. Gold, gold balls ball. might <laughs> Yes. Gold balls yes. might just be the most universally adaptable He's comic book character. He's, He's perfect for literally every perfect. genre. Because he is ridiculous in the best way possible. Put him in everything. Put him in oh, everything. God, yes. Gold balls me all the time. Oh my god. Even in wait, the like... wait, wait. <laughs> Even in the, like the most like simple stuff, like put them in sweet tooth or like uh, <laughs> like blankets, like some hardcore drama. Gold balls is my favorite preacher character. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I loved I loved when he showed up in Paper Girls. I think. Oh my god! Really, I mean, really just brought the room together. Guys, like... <laughs> rat queens. He joined forces with the rat queens. It was great. It was so good. Hey, he was my favorite secret unlockable character in Do a Power Bomb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gold Balls is my favorite Power Ranger, actually. He's he I was it. just gonna say he's my favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> then they're having that crossover that in, that is centered around gold balls. That and is then centered trying around to figure out balls. who totally owns the... him totally. as the team. <laughs> <laughs> the the only bad thing about gold balls is that now that we have the perspective again of him being egg, this sequence is actually really fucked up. It's right. Really... Yeah. Yeah, no, I was yeah. trying to get through it without you mentioning it. I was no, trying to get no. through it without you mentioning it. There yeah. is no, there is no getting through it without mentioning because it's it's kind of fucked up to know that these are all eggs. These yeah. are all eggs. Yeah, 
So these are all like unfertilized eggs, like they're just broken embryos. So it's my question, of... Jesus. So oh, my question boy. is, why are they all different sizes? Because he could do either really like, either That's like true. he could do little uh, ones, tennis big ball ones. sized ones. He yeah. does the giant one that crushes Hammerhead. Balls come in different sizes. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> mm-hmm. All shapes, all sizes, mm-hmm. all of which are valid. Mm-hmm. No judgment here. Anyway, so... we get to literally the best punchline in the entire volume, which is Miles beaten, battered, and telling Fabio, you have a lot of balls, which is <laughs> such a good double entendre. Like, <laughs> that's so good. And right. 10, 10 comedy points to Miles for that one. That's funny. Take... The, the, this is the Miles we know and love. This is the quipping. This miles. is my this is my there, son. There's <laughs> there's the moment of Spider-Man being funny. There it is. There it is. We found <laughs> it. He just had to get his ribs crushed to get back to it. They should have shown that guy and been like, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was funny. Yeah, That's that was Spider-Man. A good one. That, that was, was a good, good one. one. And good so joke. Fabio picks up and he's like, yeah, you definitely broke something. He's like, I probably shouldn't be moving you. Miles goes, move me, move me. <laughs> Get me out of here. And I so want... everyone, like, they're trying to leave and everyone's, like, picking up the gold balls. They're like, is this real gold? Feel it. I can't That's believe that Fabio just crashed the economy. <laughs> <laughs> At least the economy of New York, for sure. Like, the economy of New York is fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> and so... They get outside and they see that Genki did not, in fact, go back to the dorm. He held the cab for them. And I love that as as Fabio's like walking out with him, he's still pointing out balls as they're walking. Yeah. Yeah. And so he basically just like throws Miles into the back of the cab. And they're like, and the cabbie is just like, what are we doing? Like, who are you people? (laughs) <laughs> so they bring him back he they are very brave bringing miles back still in costume with like just like a coat covering him supposedly yeah. but Not like, even it looks like a blanket is it like a towel or like a blanket like yeah dumbass yeah. energy dumbass yes. energy and so they get up there and judge because he's a good fucking friend to Judge's really bad friends is like God, hey dude, he hey guys guys uh guys before you go in there guys and, and Genki's just like dude shut up my shut up dude like miles needs help and so they go in and immediately rio's just sitting in there and Judge just goes room. like oh hey miles your mom's here and then he shuts the door <laughs> i'm like fuck yeah judge like, to be fair, I guess Miles has been the least bad to judge. Maybe. Like, it, it's mostly it's mostly been Genki interacting yeah. with Judge. Yeah. Genki has been oddly hostile to Judge, and I don't understand why. Yeah, it's really weird. It's, it's very weird. Yeah. So they get Miles back inside. Rio did, in fact, clean the dorm. Yeah. Um, and so, like, this, for me... This would have been the perfect time to reveal to Rio that Miles was Spider-Man. Like, this could have had mad, like, Spider-Man, like, 616 reveal to Aunt May energy, where he mm. just has the shit kicked out of him and May discovers him accidentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have kind of loved if this was how she found out. Yeah. I kind of cool. I, I like that we don't see her... Well, that that we do see her finding out, but we don't see her like getting the clues or anything. I I like how they handle it. 
That's fair. It's fair. It's, I mean, it's very different from what we're used to when it, whenever it comes to like a superhero's identity being found out by their loved one. So I did yeah. like that. Yeah. But I just feel yeah. like this has like, it's a perfect storm of stuff. No, for sure. For sure. So they, it's very classic Spider-Man. Yes, I mean, like, yes. absolutely. It's very classic Spider-Man. That's kind of why I like that they subverted that expectation. Good point. And so Rio's like, tell me, tell me the bad guy was arrested at least. And they're like, yeah, probably. And then it just cuts back to Hammerhead's bar. And he's just like, <laughs> after a long day of community organizing, my co-workers and I were enjoying an evening beverage when a crazy person dressed in a Spider-Man-like costume came in here and started trashing the place. We tried to subdue him before he hurt himself or others, but instead we were ourselves injured, as you can see. And then we have just like this lady, like that's how it happened exactly. <laughs> there is no God. There is no God. I love it. There is no law. So good. <laughs> and so, uh, Rio ends up taking Miles to the hospital. Thankfully, because she has the uh, the pull at the hospital, she's able to get him in and out without doing any like blood work. And then we also get a random D man sighting, which is great. D man. Reading a, a yes, Howard the Duck comic book. That's right. I love that Howard has comic books in a comic book. Yeah, it, Howard, it, the greatest it, crossover character. It would be <laughs> yes. It would be actually true that there would be a comic book about Howard the Duck in a world where he exists because it makes sense. It makes sense. It's like nobody's yeah. going to believe Howard's a real person. Exactly. No way. A world that he's trapped in. A world yep. he can't escape. A world he never made. A God world he never it. made. Uh, also, as a quick aside in that uh, D-Man panel, I definitely thought that the light fixture was a another gold ball. I did too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, are they everywhere? Like, is that the new circles? Is this... Wait, no. Maybe, maybe it is. It is. It's on that guy's head. Holy shit, yeah. I just oh, noticed my... in the next, uh, in the just next, next panel. panel. It's just painting oh. his head. Holy shit. It is everywhere. That's amazing. (laughs) That's the the next circles. Gold balls is the next circles. Stop. It's everywhere. Stop it right now. Stop. (laughs) We're not doing this. We're not doing... I will quit. Gold balls of life and death. (laughs) Gold balls is secretly Norman Osborn the entire time. (laughs) Just been like... You put gold balls and dazzler in a comic together, and I'm fucking here. Holy for shit! It. Oh my god, that would be great. That <laughs> needs to be the concert we need to see. Gold That's balls it. and exterminators too. Fuck! Gold balls it. is the one dude in exterminators. I'm about it. He. He's allowed. He's allowed in the, He's in the allowed. Exterminator's book. He's fucking earned it. He's <laughs> fucking earned it. It's Gold Balls and Squirrel Girl. God. Ultimate team up. Holy shit. <laughs> Completely unbeatable. <laughs> Completely. Squirrel Balls. Squirrel Balls. Gold Girl. <laughs> so Everyone's like, what? <laughs> so Miles and Rio have this conversation. Um, where he lets her know about the feelings he's been having. And it is nice that they're able to have that conversation between mother and son. And she basically tells him like, hey, 
does the other Spider-Man, has he ever lost it? And Miles goes, no. And I'm like, uh, maybe you don't know about it, but he has. He has. He has. And he was just like, well, then that's your answer. And I'm like, I don't think that's the point you're trying to make here, Bendis, but I mean, yeah, uh... yeah, old dicey, old dicey, old dicey, but it is to Miles's knowledge. So to his knowledge, uh, Peter's never let let go like that. And so, yeah, they're they're like, okay, you know what? We're going to feel we're going to feel this out. We're going to try and work through this. And Rio hits him with the Kratos be better. And I'm like, yep, Rio's the best. Mm-hmm. Rio's the fucking best. Rio's Miles the fucking has best. the best parents in comics. He really does. Yeah. Like, fuck. Well, almost the best parents. You can't almost. beat the Kents. That's true. You can't beat the Kents. You know what? You know oh. what? You, 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 can't beat, you can't beat the Graysons. You're right. You're right. Debbie Grayson. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. The, okay, so we'll Aww. say definitively top three parents. Kent's, top three parents. the Moraleses, and the Graysons. And the Graysons. Like, th- that's the three. That's the, the order, Graysons too. have yeah. to specifically come in third place because neither Pa Kent nor Jefferson Davis ever beat the shit out of their child to try and take over the planet. So they're that's definitely in the third position. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that Omni Man would get along really well with Carol Danvers from this era? <laughs> Ooh, I'd like to see them. Yikes! Because he has because because that has very like Mark. I forgive you. No, stop. <laughs> oh God, stop. Think, Tony. Think. <laughs> 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 So, uh, Genki wakes up out of a fever dream, shouting Gorgonzola. And, Gorgonzola! And so they go to visit Lana. Genki She's has awake. been like, Genki has been emulating me throughout this entire volume. <laughs> Listener, we, we were texting last night just to like confirm uh, recording. And Malcolm was like, yeah, this is a banger. This is a banger of a book. And Jacob literally just sent a gif of someone yawning, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, so, I've been asleep this entire time until we got to this point. It's so funny. Gorgonzola. <laughs> Gorgonzola. Gorgonzola. So they go to visit Lana, and she's watching news coverage of Spider-Man kicking the shit out of, uh, out of Hammerhead. And she immediately just outstretches our arms and hugs Miles. And so we cut back to uh, Hammerhead and our girl, the Kingpin. And she's basically like, hey, look, this looks bad. I put a bounty on him. My number one guy, my number one a guy went after him. <laughs> you are my number one guy. <laughs> and you didn't do anything. She's like, I got diamond back breathing down my throat like i need you to deal with this confirmation that that was diamondback that we were talking about last week by the yeah. way yeah mr d is diamondback and this does tie into the bendis defenders book which if you haven't read is an excellent read and it's worth reading it's unfortunately very short and ends very abruptly but 
Oh, it's an excellent read. Otherwise, and the art slaps. And the art slaps. It's Dave Marquez. Marquez is where he went after Civil War II, and he is at the prime of his life. So good, and he and he has never left it. <laughs> he's never left it. That's the thing. Yeah. And so later we see uh, Lana wakes up after getting some rest, and Fabio's there, and apparently he's now aping Genki's T-shirts because he has a Legend of Zelda shirt. It's uh, yeah. I don't know how they're getting away with this, but he goes to uh, check on her and she's like, I know what happened to the club with Hammerhead. Like he went over there and he trashed the place. And she's like, I think it proves it. he's in love with me. And this, my dear listener, is when the book turned for me. Yeah, Lana's kind of lost her mind a little bit, which and is not this. Good is why there is a large gap between Lori and Lana because Lori okay. would never do this shit. Okay. 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 It's the same character. So it's up. not the same character. Very clearly <laughs> exactly. we discussed the power sets are different. Lana throws rings. She... Lori throws bombs. <laughs> we all need know to this. stop this. There's no <laughs> evidence in the comic book now. This is indisputable. You are Malcolm. being a criminal. This is indisputable. You're a crook. We don't understand how uh, crossing through other dimensions works. You know, some <laughs> sort of side effects happen and abilities get changed. We all exactly. know this. So clearly, did, this did piece... that happen in Into the Spider Verse? Did anyone's power sets just miraculously change? I mean, that's, no. that's up to you. No, they didn't. Yes. Did yes. Miles' power, Miles's power set is totally different. He's a different sound than Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. What are you your own theory about? just ate your butt. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> what are you talking You're about? You're talking dude? nonsense. Yeah. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, hey, can I, can I say a really weird thing right now? Say it. Uh, I just got an email that is listed from Lana. It's one of those like dumb spam Stop. sexy emails, but it's really I Stop. I don't know if you I don't know if you can see it. I don't know if you can see it on there. Oh my god! Oh I my literally god. just look up. I literally just got that right now. Yeah, it's Jesus. <laughs> it's Lana letting you know that she is a different person and that it's clearly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob. Thank you. Get Thank you. She's just re out. recognizing what needs to be. Get out of here. So th this is when the uh, the full on reset for Lana has uh, has occurred. Um, I feel like here. it's really weird the treatment that they gave Lana in this book. It's bordering on fridging here. Um, yeah, because they took a character who was very cool, very independent. They kicked the shit out of her to advance. Uh, Miles's development, and then she wakes up and she's in love with him. Yeah, yeah. Don't love it. I don't like it. I yeah. the optics on that are not great. Yeah. Not just the optics. The story just isn't good. The story that. just is not good. Yeah. Um, clearly, he was getting ready to uh, make some real bad decisions over at DC while he was doing this. So we cut over <laughs> but, to but the, the, the worst part of this. The, the worst part of this is that forehead? you see it in Fabio's. Oh, no, sorry. Well, that too. I actually yes. like the forehead. Uh, the worst part of this is that you see in Fabio's face, Fabio's super into her. Yes, 100%. And he's crushed right now. He's crushed. And that fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, it's very, very sad. Um, that sucks. 
sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very unfortunate. And she's all of a sudden like fangirling, like I'm in love with Spider-Man. Like, yeah, yeah. Get the fuck over it. It's like, insane. It sucks because I'm totally pro that relationship. I think that relationship is like pretty I okay. Think, I think it could be. I think they're better. I think they're better as friends. I I like them as friends. I like them as friends. But I could be into be Miles and Kamala. Game. That's cool. Wasn't uh, it should be Miles and Kamala, obviously, with Real a quick. triangle with Cyclops, Team Cyclops. Yep. Mm. Wasn't mm-hmm. there um wasn't there something like this that happened where like some girl like was in love with Spider Man like this in in, in in this same way like this just feels like uh God I can't I can't remember but this this definitely feels like you know like um. Are you referring to one Mary Jane Watson? No, no, I'm not. It's it's literally. I mean, she does say that exact same thing, though. I mean, yeah, but, but it wasn't that. No, I mean, like this this fangirlness, like her, this realization fangirlness, just uh, the weird, like psychotic thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like it's definitely happened before. I don't know where. Yeah, yeah. It's, Listener, it's definitely if you know what before. it is. Send us an email. Let us know. I mean, this yeah. has happened before who, in other comics and things like yes. that. But like, I, I yeah, felt who like was you... Glenn Close from Fatal Attraction? Yes, that's that's Spider-Man. what I'm trying to think of. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's playing Misty for me? If you want to go even older than that. Ooh. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, like, Jacob, well played. <laughs> thank you. Before so... Fatal Attraction, there was this movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> So we cut back to Hammerhead, who has made a call where he's like, okay, look, money's not a problem. I need that thing we talked about. And we don't know what that is just yet, which brings us to chapter 19. Uh, Genki is having a superhero dream, uh, very clearly inspired by, well, you know. The Avenging Avenger. (laughs) The Avenging Avenger. Uh, He's flying around saving people and when he wakes up from his dream is when you know he shouts the gorgonzola line gorgonzola and then the rest of this like sequence is just him texting with danica which is sweet uh it's very cute high school puppy love and i enjoy it it's nice it's cute um and then fabio we see uh, Genki wakes up in the middle of the night and Fabio's just awake. And he's like, are you okay? He's like, go go to sleep, dude. You're freaking me out. They wake up and Fabio's gone. Clearly heartbroken. You, you know, I never picked up on the fact that he had a crush on uh, Bombshell. So when this they happened... They did a really great job. I, I, had no, I had no idea why he left. I mm-hmm. When he left, I was like, what the fuck? He just left. What? You were, what? You're in the shoes of Genki and Miles. Yeah, I And really I think that wor- it works in that way. If you picked up on it, then you know why. And if not, it's an intriguing mystery. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love that he left them a note that just says poink. That's so <laughs> funny. That's so funny. What a <laughs> badass, dude. <laughs> and, they're tra- and they're trying to like interpret it. They're like, is it a bad poink? Is it a forever poink? Like, what is it? Could it be? It's like leaving a rose and like leaving yeah. and everything like that. And she's like, what does this mean? Does he mean he loves me? Does he mean I like roses? What is this? What is this for? <laughs> and so Miles checks his phone. And he got 44 texts from Lana. 
Oh, Lord. It's a real bummer what happens to Lana here. It's a real bummer. It's, it's bordering on character bummer. assassination. It is character assassination. I will fully admit it. And so they're going about their day. They're realizing that they haven't had a whole lot of time to just hang out as friends. And as they are uh, going through their day, Genki starts bringing up something. He's like, I think I know why you, you're you freaked out, why you're doing, you know, such you're doing all these things and you're feeling like you're removed from it. And he hands him a note that says he shouldn't be Spider-Man anymore. Can, can I, can I just interject the thing real quick? I Please. hate, I fucking hate when comics or movies or TV shows do this thing of this is one conversation <laughs> that too, uh, <laughs> where they have one conversation but it is spread out across different locations and different quote scenes. Yes. To make it seem like it's one conversation that they've been having for like all day or something. That's stupid. It's stupid. They just had and very not long pauses. Like, they had very long <laughs> pauses between locations. People don't do that. Well, wait a minute. You don't do that in your conversations? I was no! just gonna say they could they could have the conversation, drop the conversation, and then when they go do their normal business, they bring that conversation back up again, you know? And it picks up perfectly exactly where they left off. Well, you remember where you like were making this conversation and then you have to go to school and then you're in class, right? You're sitting there and watching and then you get bored and then you just start thinking about that conversation. And then you turn to your friend and is like, no, I think we could like something like that. And then the person next to you could go, what the fuck are you talking about? And then the other person like, you know, when we were talking about earlier and stuff. And then the person like, oh yeah, right. So it's going to be this, no, this and this. I, I, no? I don't Malcolm would much that? prefer that was included in every every montage yeah. like this yeah yes and i has would to include like a yes. hard cut to another location just be like hey you remember yes. what we were talking about do you remember exactly where we left off the conversation yes i <laughs> yes absolutely it's very much in in the 2018 game uh god of war yes. when you're having a conversation on the boat uh and you hey, dock Mimir. too early uh yeah when when mimir is telling stories on the boat yeah. and you dock the boat in the middle of a story Mimir will say, but we'll come back to that later. And then you get back in the boat and then Atreus will be like, hey, Mimir, remember that story you were telling me? Well, you left off here. And then he'll continue the fucking story. That's how you do it, god damn it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, God of War 2018, a masterpiece. God of War Ragnarok, uh, oh, an yeah. even bigger masterpiece. God of War Ragnarok, I'm three hours in and it's a fucking masterpiece so far. <laughs> Let me tell you. I platinumed that game. It is a full-on masterpiece of storytelling. Just as soon as we're done here, that's all I'm doing for the rest of the day. Hell yeah. <laughs> so we cut to a coffee shop. Jefferson is sitting, taking some coffee, and Rio shows up. And we get this beautifully tragic conversation where the two of them are just not on the same page, but they're trying so desperately to be. I love them. I I love them. I love the bit at the beginning where she's like, hey, like, our kid's okay. He was yeah. in the hospital. He's like, yeah, no, I know. He's there with you. She's like, you, you knew? He's like, listen, I've had a lot of opportunities to deal with this. In, in part, that's my fault. And you were there and you had it under control. So I respected that. Like, that, that's fucking cool. And, and, <laughs> and it shows that they have an equal partnership in their relationship. Yes. And I fucking love that. He's like, I trust I love you it. to get shit done. Yeah. God, I love them together. Uh, Rio runs off again because it's very emotional. And then uh, somebody shows up 
covered in shadow and speaks to Jefferson both as former agents. Though this, he doesn't specifically, I don't think he specifically says that he's, yeah, he doesn't say he's an ex-agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. He just says an ex-agent. And he's like, you know, it's, it's, there's really no other word for, you know, what the world like is, what the world is like for us. And Jefferson's like, can you get the fuck out of here? You weird ass dude. And he's like, yep, I'm going. And uh, I don't know who this is, but I'm very intrigued. I'll be honest. I don't, I don't remember who this is or if we find out who this is, but I like to think that it's a, uh, 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 the fucking guy from Amazing Spider-Man Two. Oh, the gentleman. Oh, the, the gentleman. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to think that it's the gentleman. Ooh, I I thought it was Dum Dum Duggan. I oh, would that. imagine it's Dum Dum because of the hat. Because yeah. the hat, but, maybe. But why wouldn't they just show him? Yeah, because we've I, met Dum Dum. Yeah. Yeah, but, like we've know. met Dum Dum in this book. Like, why wouldn't they just fucking show him? So I I, I don't know. I also thought like when we got to the end of this, I thought. I oh, maybe. But was but but he he's not, he's not the bowler hat and trench coat type, right? I, but, but we'll I, get to him. But we'll, we'll get see. to him. I we'll get to that. Oh boy! <laughs> so we have a conversation between Miles and Genki, and Genki is basically pleading his case that Miles shouldn't be Spider-Man, and we get that scene-cutting montage that Malcolm likes so much, and he's just this like, works better. <laughs> Does it? It's the exact yeah. same thing, Malcolm. At least it's kind of like an introduction to the fucking conversation again after they haven't been talking about it. <laughs> but no, they cut between the conversation. They're in the alleyway so... and then they're at a... Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean at the beginning where he says, say it again. My bad. Wait. Say that he again. says what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where Miles had just seen Fan Forstick for the first time. He's like, wait, say it again. <laughs> I like that you both went for more uh notable themes immediately. Because yes. <laughs> so I, I can't pick out the fanta- the fan force. I can't remember the music in that at all. I like that's that how movie. forgettable I can't it is. Think about that score at all i don't think it even had like a theme one day listener other than just playing power when we set up a patreon (laughs) once we get a hundred patrons we're gonna do a live commentary of fan four stick i'm down i like that movie it's gonna happen i would love to do that movie has a shitty like last 20 minutes but otherwise that movie's really good i haven't seen that movie since our our friend aj choked out jacob after the film for saying it was fine (laughs) it was great it was a great time it's the one thing i disagree with aj about (laughs) it's the the one difference between us (laughs) the one singular difference between the two of you otherwise you're identical otherwise we're the same person and so <laughs> you think we're both Luke Cage because we're the same. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, that's amazing. Or else Jacob would think you're the exact same. Person. <laughs> the same. You mean and they're also not? Luke Cage? You're either you, Luke you, Cage or you're not Luke Cage. Those are the two genders. You, that's the only. Do you thing. guys know my Luke Cage story? Have I told you the Luke Cage story? <laughs> no, tell the Luke Cage story. <laughs> cool. Quick sidebar. So Quinn and I are in the mall in Park Place Mall like years ago. And it's like a Monday night. There's like nobody around. It was super fucking chill. And we're walking around the mall and there's this kiosk. This guy is like doing like portrait frames or something. Right. 
and he stops us trying to talk to us and he's like hey do you do you know who you look like and i'm like no who he's like have you have you seen that netflix show luke cage you look just like that guy when he got out of prison oh my god oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and and quinn looks at me with these big eyes like uh what the fuck and i'm just like yeah i've never gotten that one before man Anyway, we'll see you later. <laughs> you handled that a lot better than I would have. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's so like we... you got to be like, hey, you look like that Luke Cage guy. But like when he gets out of prison, you know, like, oh where my you God. <laughs> uh, did you just you should have just gone sweet Christmas. You're right. Oh. <laughs> so like, How did I miss it? <laughs> oh, God. I'm Power Man. Back when he wasn't Luke Cage, he was just Lord. Power Man. It was so weird that is so weird (laughs) were you wearing a tiara and like your hair no i was wearing a hoodie man (laughs) okay oh well yeah i guess that's probably it actually Uh, yeah (laughs) maybe from the netflix (laughs) one yeah because from the netflix show they made that a whole thing so that's probably it uh hot take i liked luke cage uh, uh hot take that second season uh has a better luke cage than luke cage and that's the fucking antagonist of the second season oh yes actually he's a better he's a better luke cage than luke cages i don't know Se- season <laughs> okay. two luke cage he dabs i don't know season two luke cage ends in a really good place where yes. i was very excited to see where it goes and that was yeah. the most interested in that character i was throughout the entire netflix run now yeah. it was also really cool spoilers at the end of uh jessica jones season three where she shows up to luke's place and he's yes bob boss luke yes that was fucking cool it's a great way also to uh season two of luke cage does the really great power man iron fist episode the best that netflix Which iron fist ever rules. was yeah. uh season two of netflix iron fist is uh the second or third best show of the netflix world hard disagree Season two rules, dude. What are you talking disagree. about? It's so good. Hard, it's, so it's, good. it's borderline fine. What? It's You're borderline crazy. fine, and it becomes unwatchable in the last 30 minutes of that season. What? It's oh my so god. Dumb. I can't believe you hate Colleen Wing. Oh my god. That is not what I'm talking about. Colleen oh Wing and Jessica god. Hedwig are national treasures, and she Goddamn right. to do more in Glass Onion. Uh, yes, that's the only problem I have with Glass Onion is that she deserves more. (laughs) It should have just been someone else. Yeah, especially as the, you know, one of two Asian characters. Yeah. The other Asian character isn't really portrayed as an Asian character. Yeah. (laughs) Because fun fact, for those of you who didn't know, Dave Bautista is half Filipino, just like me. We're Uh like, by Jacob's standards, we're the same person. (laughs) i love you keep you keep pointing this out and honestly yes yes you are he's like i can't even argue he's like true true yeah i don't know why i don't know why wait a second why are you not drax are you not i thought that was the whole reason we were are doing you trying podcast? to make a joke of this because i i don't get the joke i don't i just don't get it so Meanwhile, back in the I don't comics, see color. I just see. Oh plaid. my god! Stop! <laughs> I just see plaid everywhere. So, 
we cut back to Hammerhead, who has shown up to this person who we are led to believe apparently is much older than she looks. But she's hot as fuck, dude. She's hot as fuck. Like, she is. <laughs> Holy shit. Her name is Sarah. She's an old lady dressing like that, too? I'm fucking about it. Like, <laughs> go. Our, our new God. improved tinkerer over here. Yeah. That's Holy basically... shit. Yeah. She's tinkerer 2.0, and it's bad. 2.0 in every sense of the word. God damn so... right. I love that she's working on the big wheel for big wheel. She is day. working yeah. on the big wheel. <laughs> she's got a big wheel. She has a strife mask. Yeah. Like... She's got a bunch of shit here. She has yeah. a turtle shell for the DC Comics character, the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Oh my god. Oh my Look god. in the first panel. There is a turtle shell. No, no, she's working for Bugs Bunny because he needs that to win the race that's against that little turtle, you know. Either way, there's a Warner Brothers properties, my friend. Yeah, they're not true. legally allowed to touch them Very because true. we're not in the Ultimate Universe anymore, and they're not supposed to know what DC Comics is. Anyway, can we keep talking about how hot she is? She's really fucking hot. Welcome back to Under the Belt, a podcast within a podcast where Malcolm simps over the latest and greatest tinkerer. My God, she's crazy she can tinker hot. all over me. Yes, right. Like, I don't know. She I, has I know. mad. Uh, oh, shit. I can't think of her name, but she I mean, it's basically the same exact character in my hero. Um, oh, the cool ass like Tinker chick. Hajime. I think is her name. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. Who has like sure. the fucking like goggles and yeah. everything. Yeah. And she's always making like the cool ass like weapons and shit. She, she does have that, that same energy. exact energy. Like, yeah. you're not wrong. Of just like fucking confidence to the max, which is cool. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, she knows that's a cool character, especially when it's like you're you're tinkering around with stuff, you're building tech. Like it's cool to have a character like that around for sure. It's super cool. It's weirdly some kind of something. An obtainium. Stop. <laughs> Stop it right now. Which means that this is Giovanni Rabisi, who would be a great hammerhead. Yeah. You're not wrong. He would. Oh, God, God damn it. So he would. Oh, oh Lord. Giovanni Rabisi would be an amazing hammerhead. Oh, it would be incredible. Damn it, that would be so fucking good. So we cut back to uh, more montaging with uh, Miles and Genki. <sighs> Uh, Miles has to uh, not be Spider-Man. Though, again, look, Malcolm, how he, he stands. again. <laughs> <laughs> it also helps when you're pulling your shirt on. So next time you put your shirt on, do a squat. Yeah. Remember to raise your right arm and then pull down with one arm down. Yeah, and squat. That's how you have to do it. Yeah. Just like that. That's the only way to put on shirts. It's so weird. Yes. So... Uh, Lana is continuing to text Miles and he is continuing to screen her calls and her texts, which brings us to chapter 20. And chapter 20 and chapter 21 are a hard cut, a hard cut as Miles leaps from the Marvel Universe to the uh, Fox Universe and has his own The Wolverine, but the Spider-Man. We find Miles in Tokyo, and this is uh, this is where the art shifts, where we uh, sees the return of Nico Leon to the book. That's <laughs> a 
I love that. I love fucking Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I fucking love it's 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 the best fit. It's it's the best one. It's you're wrong one. about that. <laughs> you're wrong. It's not look, the best one. Look, when you're talking about equal fast and furious rankings i did an episode on this this I is know both the mat most fast and the most furious of the movies that's equally balanced it's the most out of all of them the rest of them are either more fast or more furious but this tokyo drift is perfectly balanced in that way i i disagree that's fine you, you can be wrong it's fine to disagree <laughs> whoa so back to Tokyo. Hey, Nikoli owns back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which always, this whole thing bugs me out because Miles has drawn like he's 23 years old. Yep. Yeah. Um, and not just because he's in his James Bond era, his Casino Royale era. Yes. Boy yeah. can wear a suit. I mean, this is literally just Skyfall. What <laughs> is just Skyfall? <laughs> but in Tokyo. This just transitioned to Casino Royale, right? And I was like, yeah. what? It's what? fucking did weird. I, yeah. What did I miss? <laughs> and again, Lana's continuing to text him. And I have a really bad feeling that this is all Lana's going to be going forward. And it really yeah. bumps me out. Me too. Really it is not exactly all that she's going to be going forward. That's all I'll say. What is what is this fucking like icon that he has for her on his phone? Like, uh, what is it's it, it's a throat? Because that is. is a very that is a very horny like icon. It is a very yeah. horny icon. That's true. Like that's super horny for them not to be like into each other. That's very horny. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Um, but we see that uh, he is meeting with yukio which i'm very excited about but he's intercepted by tomoe uh and i listen listeners i love any time that the marvel universe goes to tokyo because it feels like japan is a completely different marvel universe to everybody else yeah and yeah. i love that shit yeah i think it's kind of fucking awesome i love that shit <laughs> i think it's kind of awesome that's why every time I see Sunfire, I'm like, what are you doing here? Hell yeah. Like, what are you doing my here, man? My boy, my son, Sunfire. Like, you're you're way too guy. cool for everybody else here. What are you doing here? Yeah. You should, you should, yeah. What's, uh, what's up, man? What are you doing? And so, are you looking for Starfire? Because she's not here. Let's go she, away. She's go not away. here. <laughs> and so uh, we cut to two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Not the two weeks ago of the beginning of this volume, nor the two weeks ago of Lana's hospitalization, nor the two weeks ago of Miles' mom finding out about a secret, nor the two weeks ago of Gold Boss. It's <laughs> the two weeks ago of right now. You won me back over, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know what? I did that not knowing if I was going to be able to hit that note, so that surprised you, even me. And you did it gracefully. That surprised even me. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever be able to hit that note again, but it was perfect no, for that moment. That's the only Listen note that. you're ever going to be able to hit now. Um, <laughs> you're in falsetto days, baby. Oh, no. Oh, My no. falsetto era. And so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> So Miles and Genki are having this conversation where I truly do not understand the logic in this. 
even though the conversation is plainly laid out in front of us, I don't understand. No, it the doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense. All the this this next two issues, all that it is here for, I feel like, is just to wrap up a plot thread that was left from Invincible Iron Man. It's like a fever dream. It is yeah. purely just to wrap up a plot thread from Invincible Iron Man, because Tomoe first shows up there. <laughs> like, yes. Okay. Uh, and don't get me wrong, Tomoe fucking rules. Fucking okay? rules. She fucking rules, and not least of which because she's your hot goth Japanese girlfriend. Um, <laughs> as soon as I saw her with the spiked wristband and the fishnet arm, mm, the fish sleeves, I was oh, like, boy. "Oh boy, oh, this is a problem. <laughs> oh yeah, this is a definitive problem." Oh, is yeah. that combination with bangs? I don't know what it is. I've talked about it before. Oh, something about bangs. It does something I for love, me. I, I get, love bangs. I, hey, I'm right there with you, buddy. I, I don't know what it is. It just does. I understand. It's, it's a good funny. thing we didn't go to the same high school because we would have been trying to date the same women. <laughs> we we would have gotten in literal fist fights, I think. <laughs> we would have gotten in fucking fights. <laughs> and depending on who we were and at what time we got into these fights, it would have been samurai swords as well. <laughs> So they, for whatever reason, decide, Miles, you're not happy being Spider-Man and you're not happy being here. So you need to go not be Spider-Man in Tokyo. You need to upend your life and just go to Tokyo. It's fucking weird. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. I I do love the traveling montage, but that's like the best part about this. It's cool. Yeah. It's just watching him get free ride to free ride. (laughs) No, all that's playing in his headphones is uh is karaoke voice. For sure. Oh, you're right. That that's I mean, why he's he going goes. to Tokyo. That's why like. he goes. <laughs> uh we also oh get God. uh cut-ins with the uh with to your point, the other uh phone icons for Miles and Genki. I love that Genki's is just him in Lego form. It's him in Lego form, and that's but, so good. But it so again good. doesn't explain why Lana's uh icon is, is the way it is. Is that horny? Yeah. It's yeah, I don't know. But so Miles is starting his new life in Tokyo and he runs across the most Japanese thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Yes. This is the most Marvel Universe Japanese thing. For those seen. of you who don't know, <laughs> in Japan, greaser culture is still alive and well today. It's huge. Especially it's huge. in street gangs. Yes. And they decided, you know what? We're also going to pair that with 2013 Goblin Army so funny i love that the gob i like to think that the goblin army stuff just made it across these they just yes. made it across 100 yes. fucking got there that's that's what i was thinking too yeah it's just like they just became a thing right now and it's I awesome love this. this is a love little- it fashion icon of the week yeah 100 no yes. question yes the funny no thing question. is when i turned the page i saw them i was like are those fucking scrolls just out the <laughs> <laughs> but no then you see the goblin army uh insignia on the jacket and i'm like this is a gang of gobliners yeah yeah it's goblin like greasers the- and it's fucking sick this <laughs> is like uh this is like the jokers from batman beyond and like, yes. yes 100 percent it is that's all it is it's just the jokers it's just yeah. the jokers <laughs> 
Oh God. And so, so good. It's so good. It's so good. And so uh they pick a fight with Miles. Uh Miles kicks the crap out of them. And then as he is about to uh finish them off, he gets a gun to his head by one that uh, escaped his sight. But he is saved by Tomoe, who absorbs the gangster's gun into herself. Mm-hmm. So, she's so freaking cool that was really cool the techno golem fucking yes, cool she's so freaking cool <laughs> yeah and, then and, the, and the and the goblin gang is just like she's it it's a goblin gang. go go goblin goblin grease lightning they, <laughs> they all pile into their candy apple red jalopy and they get out <laughs> they fly off into the sky <laughs> you know what in year two of our enforcers book they're going to japan yeah, they're gonna run afoul of the Japanese Goblin Army, guys. I think that's a pretty good idea. Because... I swear to God, this is the best comic that we've ever come up with. Like, I mean, it, it, it's it's got fucking legs. It and, walks, and, and the and the uh, the the name of the arc is just Enforcers Take Japan. The Mooks do Japan. The, mo- <laughs> the Mooks do Japan. <laughs> Season two. The Mooks do Japan. Mooks Man, do I'm Japan. Like, oh my god. We're going to paint the land of the rising sun red. Oh, my <laughs> God. Damn it. Holy shit. Nailed it. So, Nailed it. Six issues or 12? A fucking 45, baby. Okay. The whole series is at least 100 issues. No, I know. But I meant like just the season, like this, whatever this. this oh, this, this, the season this, would this. probably be 12 issues. Okay. All right. Let's just make it. Oh, sure, but we'd return really... in season four. No, oh, season okay. five. We'd get okay. two seasons without any Japan shenanigans. Uh-huh. Japanigans. Uh-huh. Oh, and then in season five. I can't say that. I can say that. You can't say that. I do not feel comfortable saying that. I can specifically <laughs> say that. You can't say that. And so uh, it's season five the goblin army comes back from japan to take on enforcers on their home turf very oh and this this time it's uh, a new look for the goblin army they're hobgoblin army instead it's a mix led by phil yurik absolutely oh oh damn there you go who in our ultimate universe is asian there you go. Hell yes. Yeah, hell yeah. He rules the hobgoblin contingent of the goblin army. Oh, man. I fucking love that. That's no sick. stealing, listeners. No stealing. No stealing. Anyway. No steals. No steals. TM, Copyright. Trademark. Trademark. Trademark book club 2023. <laughs> and so... Um, Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, you filthy animals. And so uh, Tamoe uh, gives an invitation to Miles to come to the club, which brings us to right now chapter 21 where uh tomoe is greeting miles and miles gets a quick flashback where it looks distinctly like old school pacelli artwork it does yeah in the flashback which i really dig it really does leo did a great job making this feel like early miles morales ultimate spider-man mm-hmm uh, where he and Uncle Aaron are watching Jackie Chan movies, which is fine. I fucking love this. Really, really good. That is absolutely appropriate for the time and for the era and for the age that Miles is at yep. and his relationship with his uncle. 
100%. Like that, that makes complete sense. Yeah. And I love the uh, the transition too from young Miles to present Miles. Yeah. Really, the really same cool. fucking face. Yep, the exact <laughs> same fucking face. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Miles is having this conversation with Tomoe where they're just kind of doing the runaround, catching each other up while a fight club is going on around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when uh, Tomoe reveals to him that she's an inhuman because the inhumans were a thing right now. Yep. Because of the giant point. fart cloud. Yep. And so Miles, <laughs> you know, takes a moment away and he calls his dad. He's like, I'm in Tokyo, dad, and I'm dealing with espionage stuff. And I know you ha- know how to do espionage stuff. I'm, I'm kind of freaking out. He, he thinks out. that Jefferson sent him the shit. Yeah, he, yeah. That's the thing. He thinks but that Jefferson he did sent him the shit and the gun, but yeah. he didn't. And, and I, I love the, I love the anime, like, last panel on that page. The suit. Yeah. Whoosh. Like, the, like yeah. holy shit, do what I love the suit. <laughs> they, they are absolutely in the Japan era for this. Oh, my God. It's sick. <laughs> Again, this is just the Wolverine, but with Miles. Yeah. <laughs> only better. That's the only thing. Uh, hard disagree. <laughs> yeah, hard disagree. Hard disagree. Yeah. Listeners, you didn't Wolverine. have this conversation because it was before the episode, but uh, 2013's Wolverine. Malcolm's hot is, take of the week. Malcolm's hot take of the week is 2013's The Wolverine, directed by James Mangold, is the best Wolverine movie. Spicy and there's no competition. Hot take. Spicy there's hot no competition. Take. But yeah. it's true. The Wolverine slaps. It is the Wolverine fucking a, rules. It is such a good movie. It it's falls apart so in the last fight, and that's it. Everything and that's it. Otherwise, that yeah, is perfect Wolverine storytelling. Wolverine, uh, I also think it might be the best treatment on Yukio as a character. Totally agree. I think oh. that's the best version totally of that agree. character. I she love smiling high wave Yukio from Deadpool, but this Yukio is the best Yukio. This, like this is better than like comic Yukio. Like she fucking rules. Oh, that I disagree with that. Really, I I, I, I think disagree. she's way cooler. <laughs> I would totally want to be this Yukio's friend. Talk she's to awesome. me when this Yukio has a star-crossed romance with Storm, and then That's we the can thing. talk. They should have given her a fucking. But they didn't, her. Malcolm. That's the point. That's the oh. point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Jefferson does not know uh, what to do. But he's like, "Look, you need to get out of there. Keep me posted," and. Uh, yeah, just do your thing. So Miles suits up in his Spider-Man costume and he tries to crawl through the ventilation while uh, <laughs> I Jefferson... love that panel. It's so good. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. It's the leg sticking out of yeah, the Yeah, it's just the leg sticking out of the vent. It's less Skyfall, more Get Smart. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Missed it by that much. This whole issue really is very Get Smart. You're it right. Is. It's just, yeah. They're listening. It's like, they're listening. Who's listening? It's like the people who say the suit, take it off. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> it's very Get Smart. That's really funny. I didn't even think about that. It's Who so... are you talking to? Whoever gave you the suit, they're listening? Oh, they're so... listening. <laughs> it's so... Jefferson then gets a text. It says, your son put himself in the situation. It offered a unique opportunity we could not pass up. Jefferson does not know who's texting him. He's like, he makes his own choices just like you did. He's a good kid. You should be proud. Really. 
we cut to that good kid as Miles is swinging through the fucking setting of the, Final Fantasy VII. This is straight up just Midgar. Yeah, he's uh, swinging through the insides of the Death Star, trying to get of Death that Star too. Two. That trying too. to get to the middle of Death Star Two. Oh god. Like, he is simultaneously he's, in both he's of those waiting things. Waiting for them to shut down the energy field and everything. Yeah. So he's making his way to the middle one. Oh, and he's man. crawling through a ventilation shaft when all of a sudden he gets zapped and dropped through the ventilation shaft right in the middle of some ninjas. Now it's just Kill Bill for some reason. Just a full room of snake eyes from G.I. Joe. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. They're fucking snake eyes with lightsabers. Yeah. And Tomoe's like, hey, you're, you're, she's like, oh, you're a Spider-Man. That is very disappointing. And I just, I, I love it. She's just so unimpressed by superheroes in general. And yeah. again, this is why Marvel's Japan is the coolest part of the it's Marvel It's fucking universe. cool. Because yeah, everyone is just cool. so unimpressed with the superhero contingent of the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she neat. breaks his web shooters, absorbs them, and then just tells all of the, uh, all of the ninjas to kill him. And we get, once again, some great fight choreography, this time from Nico Leone who just knows how to draw Spider-Man fighting ninjas. It's just so good. And it's intercut with us flashing back to Miles watching Jackie Chan movies with Aaron. And like Aaron talking about like, no, this is why Jackie Chan fucking rules. Cause he's like doing this and he's doing this. And like Miles like emulating all of these moves yep. that Jackie Chan does. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking awesome. He takes <laughs> a lamp and is using it like Jackie Chan uses the broom. It's yeah. so sick. God, it's like, so cool. It's so cool. Even when Tomoe builds out her, uh, her not silver samurai armor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, oh. She throws down this giant. They also have a Buster Sword version of the lightsaber, which I love. Which yeah. is so cool. It's real cool. She goes to swipe at him while he's blade catching the uh, the fucking lightsaber. This fight rules. It just does. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, I will finish him, and then his eyes fucking light up. As we get that cut of a perfect comic book Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan's fucking smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically from Jackie Chan Adventures. Yes. Jackie Chan Adventures. Jackie it Chan. really is. <laughs> and he just fucking supernovas. Hell yeah. So cool. It's really so I guess so I was cool. wondering when is Miles going to go after the talismans? Yes. And meet Captain <laughs> Black because that's the book I want to read. Oh, Absolutely. Jackie Chan Adventures fucking rocked uh here's my hot take jackie chan adventures top five uh saturday morning cartoon honestly that's not a hot take i could completely yeah. agree with you yeah. top five i that is a third on my panel because top five. i remember that show loving that cartoon so way good. too much fucking race. even when like the last season like isn't great like it's not still, great that show it is better quality a lot but yeah it's better still, than most ugh. and it's right up there with like batman beyond and 100 percent like I still, yeah, I still to this day will go one more thing. Yeah, and same. <laughs> Yo, fucking rules, man. So good. <laughs> fucking great show. So he Venom Blast Supernovas, everybody. They're all taken out. Tomoe like does the does the real anime thing of like she she sustained the blast and she gets up and then just collapses. 
so freaking cool so cool uh we cut to later uh the daily bugle for some reason is covering japanese crime and is like the headline reads japan interpol arrest international crime syndicate leader tomoe the techno golem new japanese spider-man cited because and this makes me think there was an old japanese spider-man in the yes yeah Yeah. specifically though i i like to think that he's canon yeah i like i like to think that means but he only shows up in spider-verse stuff that's true Oh yeah, it's the emissary of hell. Maybe it was just the, the emissary of hell. <laughs> I fucking love Japanese Spider-Man. <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm so the rumor is he's showing up in Across the Spider-Verse, and I need it. Yeah, because they they wanted to put him in into the Spider-Verse, but they couldn't clear they the couldn't rights. Get the rights. Yeah, I so need him they and kept Leopard saying like, we're gonna I'm... put him in the second. Yeah, if if Leopard N is in the second one, I'm about it. Like, what if he's? They basically he's just the do this. Guy. So, oh, if he's the I, bad guy, I, I, I don't. I don't love awesome. evil Asian tropes. I'm not, oh, that's, I'm not, that's not, fair. Not you know what? That's fair. That. That's fair. That's fair. All the one Asian one is a, yeah, not a fan. That's of that. you know what? That's a good that's point. Fair. That's but very fair. I still need him in that movie, and it, I can just picture it. He drops straight in, yes, and yes. it's straight up just like he drops straight into a pagoda, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Everyone's speaking Japanese, and then. Spider-Man drops in, calls himself the emissary of hell, and then Leopardin pulls the roof off. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I yes. need it. I need it. They just go real Sentai with it. Like, that would be absolutely. Uh-huh. So we see uh, Genki is reading this, uh, this news article, and he is sad about it because he's like, oh, he's not coming back. And then Miles rolls in. With an I love organ t shirt, which he absolutely had to steal from a gift shop. (laughs) And the sweatpants, too. Sweatpants that are too big for him. Yeah. He's also got sandals on. That was actually kind of funny that I know. Yeah, I don't love that he has socks and sandals. That's (laughs) that's not good. He was in Japan. Come on. Yeah. Uh, We we Asian people love our socks and sandals. We just do. uh, That's not. It's sometimes comfortable once in a while. It's good to not have. Especially when when it's cold. Yeah. So I love this. Genki goes, How is Japan? And Miles just goes, Inhuman underworld ninjas. He's like, Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so Miles goes and he collapses to bed. He hands Genki one of the uh, lightsaber katanas, and Genki immediately slices through their desk and his laptop. <laughs> I love it. He's like, Can I borrow your laptop? Something happened to mine. <laughs> <laughs> and just pass out. Cut to the epilogue. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jefferson Davis is walking through the rain. <laughs> Fucking loop. And he says, you gave my boy a tuxedo and sent him into a Jap- Japanese vice den? What the hell were you thinking? And they have this conversation with him and this shadowy figure. And he's like, your son has a big future. He's like, in what? And he says, I have seen the future of international espionage. I think your son might be the centerpiece of it. Next time you speak to Miles Morales, tell him Cable would like to speak to him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is this? What the it's fuck am I reading? Like, it is the, the funniest fuck? last page. I promise you, this, this goes nowhere. This is the I promise this thing I've ever really seen. What? 
This goes, goes nowhere. It goes literally nowhere. I promise what? you. <laughs> I have seen the future of international espionage, <laughs> and Miles Morales will be the greatest spy of them all. So, so I have a, so I have a theory. I have a theory oh, as to what God. this is. Because this is right around when not the news, but like the rumors were breaking that Bendis was leaving Marvel. Yeah. Um, and with that was a lot of speculation of, oh, what's going to happen to Miles Morales? You know, yeah. Miles Morales is a very redundant character right now. He's just one of many spider people that keep doing Spider-Verse stuff. Yeah. And so there was this theory going around, uh, this rumor that it was going that he was going to be renamed Spider. Oh, I remember this. Uh S P Y D E R that he was going to be No, it wasn't even S P Y D R. It's just yeah, Spider. Yeah. He was going to be the James Bond Spider-Man, basically. Oh, and I think no. that is 100% what this story arc is about. To I be like, that's a fucking forgot about this. Idea. Stop. <laughs> I totally think it's because they had this story going. Something about this story had to have leaked. Yeah. And then they were like, all right, well, let's just fuck with people. If they think this is what's going to happen, let's fuck with them. Bye. Yeah, let's have Cable show up and be yeah. like, he's the future of international spy. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, God. I promise you, this goes fucking nowhere. Oh, no. <laughs> Excellent. Nowhere. I'm so happy about this. It's so <laughs> dumbass. Oh, my God. It's, it's so, so bad. Bad. Now it feels like the ultimate Spider-Man. Now it feels. <laughs> this like, is the thing. It feels so awesome, Spider-Man. Though like, it wasn't. It wasn't until right now that it became the actual ultimate book for me. Now, yeah, this is this is the new uh, Beetle flies off to Latveria with the yes. symbiote. Yes, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Oh my also, god. Also, Cable of all people, of all, people, all fucking international people. spies. <laughs> and it's and it's spy. adult cable literally yeah. like yeah. this comes out like three weeks before he gets killed like <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh, funny god. Oh, god it's so, so funny bad. oh my god what an amazing thing i totally <laughs> forgot about this last page until reading this i was like oh that's incredible <laughs> oh, what the oh, hell is Lord. this and then yeah, just and that's how it ends. That's how it, that's ends. How it ends. That's the end of the volume. Oh my god! So now that we have uh, established that Miles oh Morales will one day be the greatest spy of them all, uh, that brings an end to this volume, uh, gentlemen. Final thoughts on this volume, and what was your favorite part? And was it International Spy? And why was um, it International Cable? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Jacob first. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Yeah. This book was. This book was like it was all right. It wasn't like as a trendsetter as it was seeming to be um at this point i i i again would have totally backed out of this book by this point and um uh, <laughs> i still this is still feeling like a reading obligation than actual like for pleasure uh, but it really turned around for me just near the end of these last two issues just because of like um just because of just like how more 
Ultimate Spider-Man, it was actually becoming a little bit more of the predicaments and stuff. Um, um, I don't like that there was not a big baddie in this. I, 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 I know we had Hammerhead, but we already had mm. Hammerhead in the Kingpin again uh, before with, with Felicia Hardy and everything. But I was hoping for like, you know, I thought like um, it was going to be a goblin uh, like fight or something like that again or some, some something related. Um, but holy shit, um, did this like turn around near the end of it just just from that weird ass going off to uh to japan and um that fight was just fantastic i didn't know who tomode was i i had no clue i had no idea who what was going on that's what a lot of this was was just um a lot of throwing to like other books and stuff in this volume that i did not get that i didn't understand and uh, i didn't know why we were doing these set things to be with um honestly the best part is um is this end here <laughs> this, this this is the one part of the entire volume i kept thinking about going like this is it this is the this the, that that was the weirdest fucking thing we've and officially I, gone off the rails yes we have, <laughs> we have jumped there that are shark. no rails anymore we're going clear over yeah it's it's so it's so far uh the fawns is literally in the air and over Yes. like multiple jaws at this point um yeah this is a weird volume volume listeners just just know that and <laughs> that's that's it yeah malcolm uh man this volume is fucking bananas like yeah i, I love it it's very ultimate spider-man and that is all over the place like in the best way and in the worst way no kidding uh, yeah i think the the best part is all the rio stuff is like super good yeah the rio and jefferson stuff rules yeah um and i i love the treatment of rio i think that character gets a lot of respect after being after being killed off in the last universe and then brought back in this one i think that bendis gives that character a lot of respect um and a lot of agency i think she has a lot of agency and a lot of uh yeah just just a lot of just a lot of respect uh as far as the treatment of finding out like miles the spider-man and the betrayal and like i i really appreciate that both her and jefferson have valid reasons for feeling what they're feeling like i i really like that i think there's no right side in that there's no correct side in that argument um which is really cool i i'm i'm super about it uh yeah fun volume it was a volume it sure was I kind of settle in the middle of you guys. This was, uh, at times, this was a tough read. I, I have, I think my favorite part is just the fucking nonsense of this last page. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. It's I, so weird. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb. International spies. <laughs> The future of, of international espionage. The cable of, of all people you could have chosen. And I believe that is your son. (laughs) But you know what? Honestly, uh, I do want to make a quick uh, point of my least favorite part, which is the treatment of Lana in this book. Uh, It's fucking atrocious. It's fucking atrocious. Yes, completely agreed. It's completely agreed. A character assassination for me. And if memory serves, it doesn't get better. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Not looking forward to that. Yeah agree yeah but overall i mean it was a volume it sure was it, it was, sure was a book that we read <laughs> that was um, indeed 
yeah, starting off the new year quite strong, I have to say. Real strong. <laughs> real strong. Yeah. Uh, we started off last year with a spider bite, and this year we started off with the future of international espionage. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen the future of international espionage. I believe it sudden <laughs> it's even better if you it's think so about josh brolin game, saying this line too. yeah that's the thing you can almost hear brolin say it yeah, yeah. Like, i you know what i hope he shows up in across the spider verse <laughs> as just be so josh brolin funny. cable as fucking cable that'd be so funny that'd be great oh if he even God. said that to miles morales that that's what i want future. i want him to show yeah, up I in the post credit scene and, and then the and then across the spider-verse part two is just a bomb movie like, yes it's just a across the spider-verse 2 doesn't mention it at all there's <laughs> nowhere there's absolutely nowhere oh man it's so funny that is funny. so that wraps up this week but before we get into next week we've got some emails to read which means uh malcolm what time is it malcolm Yes. If you want to be part of the Geeksplain Book Club mailbag, send your emails to geeksplain at gmail.com and put book club mailbag or ultimate mailbag in the subject header, and we will read it here on the show. Our first email comes from good brother Jacob Goodhart. Goodhart. Jacob. And so he writes, Dear Geeksplain Podcast, Happy New Year, everyone. Glad to tune in to the first episode of 2023 for your guys' book club. Eric, I won't fight you over Gwen Stacy. She's just not worth it. I'm joking. She's cool. Listeners, Jacob and I have had a tete-a-tete over on Twitter regarding Gwen Stacy, and I'm not going to let that spill over into here. Uh, He writes, I'm a Mary Jane Watson fan ever since I saw her in the 90s cartoon, and Gwen to me was always just the first love that Peter lost. And reading the original books with her in it, she just didn't seem that interesting to me. Of course, this is probably due to the fact that the writers didn't find her very interesting and wrote her a certain way, but I still appreciate Mm -hmm. Gwen and what her death did for comic books in general. Hard disagree with all of what you wrote, (laughs) but we are allowed to disagree with each other. That's okay, because in this next paragraph, you make a very good point. He says, I sat down, took a break from online animation classes, and read the entire Tom King Batman run this week. And honestly, wow, almost brought me to tears. I love a lot of Tom King's work, Strange Adventures being one of my favorite books, but seeing Batman go on a long journey of self-discovery and grow as a character, I love seeing that in comics. My favorite thing about Invincible is seeing where Mark begins his journey and seeing where he ends it, and this had the same feel to it. Totally agree. I really, uh, really appreciate I, I'm very curious as to which ending he's talking about. That is a good point. That is a good point. Uh, whether it's the end of his actual run or whether it's Batcat. Or Batcat, yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, he writes, this week I don't have a question, but I do have a pitch if you're willing to listen. We're always l- willing to listen. Spider-Gwen was a huge hit when she debuted for a number of reasons. Gwen's popularity, the costume, but overall the premise of someone else getting the spider powers. It's not exactly something new, the what if Flash Thompson became Spider-Man one-shot issue is one of my favorite concepts along Spider-Gwen, so then what about Mary Jane? Totally agree on that. I love how tragic that what if Flash Thompson got the powers was. Great issue. Great great issue. issue. Uh, Do yourself a favor, track that down and read it. It's good. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, recently in the comics, she's actually somehow gotten superpowers. Yeah, that's happened. 
Um, I'm okay with it. Why I, is everyone freaking out about that? <laughs> I think it's because we still don't know why. Um, but That's we're cool. supposed we'll to find out, out next week. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's a it's a fine power. It's no gold balls, but it's fine power. That's I love fair. that it's stupid goofy powers. It is stupid goofy powers. Like uh, I think that's kind of awesome. She he says, but they're not really explained, and it seems to be built around her catchphrase instead of any actual reason. But my pitch is a mini series of a few issues where we explore what if MJ was bitten by the radioactive spider. I actually came up with the idea a while ago, but when I found out how exactly Marvel hires new writers (spoilers, they don't), I saved the they idea don't. because you never know. The first issue yeah. would be as such. The book opens with an introduction to Mary Jane's life growing up, showcasing her abusive father from a young age and how he would blame his failures on his wife and daughters in a single page with multiple panels, showing MJ from a little girl to a teenager having to live in such an environment. The next page cuts to a few years before the modern day with her at Aunt Anna's in Queens with her sister Gail while her mother talks with Anna. She offers them to live with her while Madeline, MJ's mother, is concerned as Anna is her ex-husband's sister. Anna tells her that she's still family and she won't turn them away just because of her brother. We then turn to the modern day, as MJ is at Midtown High in the acting club. They're doing casting for Romeo and Juliet with MJ applying for the lead role. She internally notes that she honestly thinks the plot of the play is stupid as two teens who barely know each other rush into love and wind up killing themselves over it, reflecting how her mother and father fell in love in a similar way. But if she wants to be an actress, she needs to do just as the script says, regardless of how she disagrees with it. When the audition, with the auditions being after school, she calls and gets Gail to come pick her up on her way back from her college classes. While waiting for her, she notices Peter Parker trying to ask Sally Avril, great pull, out wow. to wow. a science <laughs> exhibit with him, only for him to be shot down with Flash pushing him aside. MJ comments to herself that she's lived next door to Peter for a few years. However, she avoids him as her and Peter's aunts try and set them up together, and she's not interested in a serious relationship. However, she feels bad for Peter and decides to throw him a bone, offering to go to the science exhibit with him more out of pity. MJ is a little nervous about there being a radiation exhibit, but Peter explains the safeguards in place so that no one can be directly affected. The experiment begins, and just like the standard continuity, a spider is irradiated by the experiment, but this time, it bites Mary Jane instead of Peter. She excuses herself and goes home early, only to discover her powers in the same way Peter did. Unlike Peter, she isn't as ecstatic at first, but quickly grows to enjoy them. Thinking this could be a big break as a performer, she comes up with the idea to perform as the Scarlet Spider, to jumpstart her career, making her own costume herself. Her family notices that she seems to be genuinely ecstatic lately, but don't pry into it. Mary Jane lands her first gig as the Scarlet Spider and wows her audience. As the time goes by, she shows off her strength, speed, and agility to bigger and bigger crowds. However, grades end up suffering for it as a result, as she doesn't study nearly as much as she should. Her family expresses concern for it, but MJ dismisses their concern as her life... If, uh, as the Scarlet Spider, is way more exciting than what she wants. One day Mm. on her way home, she notices that Ben Parker is at her house helping with the plumbing that has flooded the basement where she keeps her costume. Going down, she hides her costume as she talks with Ben, whom she thanks for the help. However, he dismisses it, saying that he's happy to help anyone who needs it. Mary Jane comments that must not be easy, but Ben tells her it isn't but he believes that if he's able to help people, it's his obligation to. Later that night, after one of her shows, she sees someone having stolen from the office whom she lets run past her, thinking it's not her responsibility to stop him. When she returns home the next night, she finds police cars parked outside her house. She rushes inside and discovers that there was a home invasion next door at the Parker house. May and Ben both died, and Peter was shot as well. Oh! 
Yeah, Mary Jane is horrified and enraged by what happened, learning that the police have cornered the killer at a warehouse. She suits up and goes to confront him. When she gets her hands on him, she sees that it's the same robber she could have stopped earlier, wrecking her life with guilt. The issue ends with her on the wall outside of Peter's hospital bed, thinking this is all her fault. I came up with this idea in the intent to submit it to Marvel, but found out that they do not take submissions for possible stories. MJ is one of my favorite Spider-Man characters, mainly because her origin story involving her family is so grounded in reality. I loved seeing how much she and Peter have in common in the aptly named Spider-Man Parallel Lives graphic novel that showcases how much like Peter, MJ wore a mask to hide her pain and grief from her family. Hope you like the pitch, Jacob Goodhart. Great pitch, Jacob. Yeah. I'm about it. Great pitch. I I kind of love the flashpoint of it all, where both the parents are shot mm-hmm. and uh, Peter is left in the hospital. That sounds like a great villain origin story. Mm-hmm. With him being the main villain. That would be very interesting. Yeah, listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm not the biggest Mary Jane person. Uh, I just never have been. I, you know. That's fair. I think it comes as the consequence of her being the the quote girl of the story. You know what the I mean? The girl. Yeah. Like, the love interest. Like a lot of times she was never really characterized very well outside of like Straczynski's run. Yeah. And yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man. I think like those are the two, you know. Um, yep. But uh, I would much rather read that book than Spider-Gwen. Full honesty. You know Ooh. what? Okay. I can't blame you for that. I disagree, but I can't blame you for that. Yeah. I can back Eric on that just because uh, I've read Spider Gwen, and at a certain point, I was just like, so "Yeah, I've lost, lost interest in this." Yeah, yeah, uh, but I still love that world. That's the me only too. Thing. Yeah, that's the thing that that that's it's a very interesting take on that on the really MC really cool right now. Yeah, it's basically like if Marvel's Japan was just the entire Marvel universe, and I really appreciate that about it. That is mm-hmm. exactly the vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, great pitch, Jacob. Really, really solid stuff. Uh, that brings us over to Marcel Hines, who is written in. Marcel. Marcel. Uh, he hey, writes... Marcel, real quick. Thank you. You know what you did. Thank you. Oh, all right. Nice. Uh, thank you for whatever Marcel. you did. Marcel, Marcel writes, Happy New Year, crew. Hope you all had a good holiday and everything went well. Quick mental health check to start the new year. Gentlemen, Jacob, has your mental health? Uh, we're trucking along. Yeah, it's the new year. It's uh, new things and new developments, new problems, whatever oh, we can. That's yeah. yeah, whatever we can. So, so right now we're, we're surviving. How about that? Not bad. Malcolm? Am I? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not surviving, but I'm not quite thriving. But I'm, I'm all right, man. I got God of War this week, so I'm good. He's hiding, is what he's I'm hiding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in the same way. Um, just making it through. We're uh, we're at the very tail end of holiday season at the restaurant, so I am exhausted yeah. perpetually. Mm-hmm. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. The new year has a lot of possibilities that I'm excited about, and I'm excited about some stuff that we've got in the pipeline for the podcast. So uh, stay tuned for all that. Thanks for checking in, Marcel. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. Very excited for stuff we have in the pipeline for the podcast. Yeah, some good stuff. Yeah. I've be been good. itching for this for a while. Be good. <laughs> uh, he writes, last time I wrote in, I was told to present my ultimate runways pitch. That's right. We gave Marcel yes. homework to give us yeah. that runways pitch. And yes. why did he give us this pitch? Okay. Oh, I'm ready. Smack me in the face with it. Okay. 
He writes, after moving some things around, tweaking the story, and racking my brain for hours on end in the dead of sleepless nights, I believe I'm ready to show what I have. Here goes. The Ultimates are on their last legs. The Fantastic Four are no more. The X-Men have abandoned humanity. Peter Parker is dead, and his successor has gone missing. When there are no more heroes left, who will step up to protect those in need? Gravity. Surge. Bruiser. Reptil. Tempest. Cloud Nine. Hazmat. Wiccan. Patriot and X-23 are the next generation of heroes. They are the Thunderbolts, and they're here for you. The Thunderbolts are the newest teen heroes on the block. Funded by the Life Foundation and its CEO, Carlton Drake, they look to administer justice like lightning and be greater than the heroes that came before them. At least that's what they were made to believe. When a question goes horribly wrong, leaving hundreds injured and one of the team dead, the horrifying secret behind the team comes to light. It was all a lie. They aren't superheroes. They can't even remember what they were before the Thunderbolts. They're sleeper agents. Their handlers? A mysterious cabal known only as the Pride. Now that the truth is out, the now former Thunderbolts have become disposable and branded as fugitives of the law. Their memories before a haze. The kids go on the run to track down the pride as well as find out the details of their pasts. But they will soon find out that some things are better left buried. What is the secret behind the Thunderbolts project? Where did the kids come from? Who are the pride and what is their goal? Who is the traitor in their midst? And why is the group's first stop the apartment of NYPD homicide detective and former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Maria Hill? This morning, Eli, Nico, Abigail, Kaiden, Keaton, uh, Molly, Umberto, Jennifer, Billy, and X-23 were the Thunderbolts. Now, they are simply runaways. My idea was to combine the Runaways with different elements from the Thunderbolts, Academy X, Young Avengers, and DC's Infinity Incorporated from 52. It took a little while to find the cast for this pitch, and it went through a few revisions as I tried to find out who did and didn't have an ultimate counterpart already. Hmm. But like what I... But I like what I settled on in the end. I knew from the outset I wanted to use Surge because she's one of my favorite characters. Same with nice. Laura. And Molly was always my favorite from the original Runaways cast. Also, yeah. more Eli Bradley is never a bad thing. Yeah. I chose- Goddamn right! <laughs> I chose Kaiden Nixon f- or Keaton Nixon from the NYX series because her power set, Time Acceleration, is pretty unique, and she is very underutilized. Reptile, yes. Hazmat, Gravity, and Wicked were moored around the group out. Laura in this series has no name in the beginning other than her X-23 designation, partly because I think her finding an identity would have been a nice story for her in the series, and because I couldn't fully decide if I wanted to use Laura or Kirika Yoshida, X-23, from the Age of Apocalypse universe. So I just combined that. I also imagine that this universe, she can't talk because of what it took to clone her, so she's a mute girl who communicates via sign language. Can't wait to hear her thoughts, stay awesome, and stay safe. Marcel, Marcel, Marcel. What a pitch. We have gotten two solid pitches in this episode. Holy shit. This is some good Ultimate Universe, like, revamp right here. That's what I Yeah. I would kill for that book, bro. I'd I'd be fucking in on that bag. That sounds good. I love and I love that the team is massive because that gives you a very Avengers Arena feel. Where like, okay, the team's too big, 
people are going to start dropping off. Yep. People are going to start. Dropping, Absolutely. That's cool. I, as shit. Uh, yeah. I, I love the idea of bringing these people on. and the three that he immediately mentioned, Serge, Laura and Molly. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> I love me. that shit. I love that. And, and I noticed when I was reading through it, I was like, oh, he's only calling her X-23. And then he mentions it right at the end, why he's doing I, that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. I guy. appreciate that a lot. I appreciate that a lot. Marcel, crazy good pitch. I, It is now in the ulti- in our ultimate universe. Yeah, it's a part of it now. That's on the slate. It's on the slate. We're building out a pretty good slate, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. A pretty good slate. Uh, so yeah, Marcel, Jacob, thank you so much for two amazing pitches. So freaking good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is going to do it. And again, for the uh, Geek Explain Book Club uh, mailbag, if you want to write in, send your emails to geeksplain at gmail.com, but ultimate mailbag or book club mailbag in the subject header, and we will read it here on the Friday show. And that wraps up this week. We are in the home stretch. We've only got two more episodes left of the Ultimate Spider-Man era of the book club. Uh, This took us through the entirety of 2022 and even into 2023. Mm -hmm. And for next week's episode, it's a little blast from the past. We are rounding out something that maybe shouldn't have been uh, revisited at all. We'll find out next (laughs) week. Because next week, we are covering the sequel to end all sequels. Spider-Man 2. Synopsis goes like this. This is it, true believers. The moment five years in the making is finally here. The first time Peter Parker and Miles Morales met ended with a question. Who is the Miles Morales of the Marvel Universe? Now that the Miles you know and love is with Peter in the Marvel Universe, you're finally going to get that answer to who the other Miles Morales is. And that's just the tip of the iceberg as Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Vicelli bring you the next heart-stopping adventure for both Peter Parker and Miles Morales. So this is, I believe, five issues? Five issues. Five Mm -hmm. issues to uh, bring us the much-anticipated sequel to Spider-Man. I was so excited when this was announced. And I'm excited to dive back into it next week with you two, because this is going to be very interesting. Did we we read the first one in this? We did. Yeah. We were doing it. Yeah, okay. that was the Mysterio one, remember? That was the Mysterio one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. yeah. Where that was called Spider-Man? Oh no, yeah. that was Spider-Man in the in the in the series. That's what okay. Uh, yeah, uh, it, yeah, yeah. It's its own thing was called Spider-Man. It's just Spider-Man. Man. In yeah. the it was it was the before the collapse of the ultimate universe. So it's yeah. been a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Five uh, years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we've read through five years of of, of volumes yeah like since uh, believe, we've been doing this this entire years already yeah this entire year's worth of stories is 15 years yeah 15? yeah because ultimate spider-man started in 2000 uh-huh we are covering and some Bendis's long run runs. ends in 2018 2017 yeah, 2018 you're right so it's like 18 oh, wow. years Ooh, wow. yeah yeah we've comics. covered in a year guys that's lots of comics amazing Lots of comics. Lots of comics. Lots of comics. Lot of comics. Lot of comics. Lot of comics. So we've got two more episodes, one of which is next week. Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 2, number one through five. Be there or be square, not a circle. 
or a gold ball. Oh. Don't stop. <laughs> but for now, for the Geeks Played Book Club, I've been Eric Azana. I've been Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. Point. <laughs> and we will see you next time. Gold balls! Side.